This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair we're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast. You are now in the Cornroof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Also, one thing, I'm going to be instituting commercial breaks for, like, Spreaker at the end of, like, segments and stuff. This way, it makes my life easier for uh, editing and editing purposes. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Samir just died for half a second. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. Is the season five finale. Holy hell. We made it. It's uh, it's currently almost August. Most NFL teams are referred, um, have uh, reported to camp. We will, of course, be back in two weeks for the Season 6 premiere. Uh, next week, we will not have no show, as we'll be going through some technical changes for the show as well. Um, JD is off today. He is uh, doing his last round of finals, so good luck to our, our boy there, Mr. Davis. But we have a awesome replacement today. 
making his corner booth return to the actual podcast, Mr. Pat Donahue, Marketing Wizard himself. Pat, welcome back. It's good to be back. Uh, my last show was February. Took a, took a nice hiatus from the pod. Been doing the live since, but it's good to be back on Skype. Yeah, there you go. Our, uh, possibly our last Skype show. We might just do this from something else afterward. Of course, my inter- almost, intern almost no more. Samir almost goes full-time. What, two weeks your internship's up? Yeah, I'm uh, feeling pretty uh, big shot around here, huh? I know, you're already, just... annoying, the, you're already annoying the fuck out of Samir, you've been acting me. like a big shot for the past <laughs> month. <laughs> And I'm doing his, your job half the time on Twitter. Fine. Uh, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. Mike, te- Mike uh, I got some comments from the boss. Base. Like, Samir, he, he, I said, yeah, Samir's getting promoted. He's going to be uh, my new sidekick. And he goes, he goes, that's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, no, content-wise, Samir's awesome. He goes, yeah, honestly, I love, like, I love seeing him on the show. I think he's, he's got, he's good. He's really funny. So the big, the big boss actually took some notes, Samir. Um. Which also helps with recruiting other interns. There you go. And last but not least, that guy chirping in the background, the host of the Tailgate and the Quad Pod, who had just dropped their SEC preview, by the way. I've I made 15 minutes through it while I was finishing mowing the lawn today. I'm going to finish it tomorrow while I'm working. And I will be joining them for their ACC pod, obviously, because, you know, it's all about the U. Uh, Mr. Kevin, his final show as my corner booth. Um, no. Right hand man, and he goes off. It's almost like a grad. No, it's not really a graduation because he's already been doing his own thing for a while. So yeah, bar mitzvah. Yes, yeah, sort of. I'm going into manhood in terms of podcasting. Uh, do we have like a chair we can lift you up on, or? I mean, out of all of us, I feel like he'd be the easiest because all me, Pat, and Samir are all similar heights. So. Thanks. So, yeah, man. and then the fourth, and the fourth leg, um, we just get an elephant. <laughs> And walk around. I mean, Cruz will be here eventually. He'll probably help us with the fourth leg. Okay, we'll help. Yeah, we'll get Cruz. Yeah. I mean, so I have I... a fourth leg that we could use, but. Oh my God, Pat, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, so this is uh, so we have a big show today uh for our season six finale. We've got a lot of NFL news. No, uh, can Rod... we can we talk about what Pat just said? Sorry. <laughs> I a know. Fourth leg, Pat. Well, what kind of sick test did the military do on you? Also, most people would call it my third leg. However, in this instance, we could use it as like a fourth leg for the chair. Okay, I just wanted to clear that up. I just want to make sure you weren't rocking with two down there. <laughs> no. I mean, don't. I I think ducks' third legs are spiraled, so I mean, anything's possible. <laughs> I'm glad to be back, boys. <laughs> and Pat has never come on an actual podcast again. <laughs> Fair. All right. So we have big new. We have a lot of NFL stuff today. Steve Nelson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, MLB trade rumors, Madden ratings, and much more. So, gents, before we get started, we're kicking off a new tradition with our season six, a season five finale today. We're gonna do a little quick little toast before each show. So, boys, this one, raise your raise your cups in honor of a man with no mustache drinking a Miller Lite just like me, who. 140-something episodes ago, saved my ass when my first co-host started becoming very unreliable. This man has yelled at me for everything from my political ideals to my grammar habits to my drinking to my smoking to my takes on basically anything. He is one of my best friends. Hey, he hey, like hey, a- hey, hey. Oh. Don't forget, don't forget timing. And especially timing. He is like a brother to me. My parents have actually technically tried to like offer to adopt him at points. 
And he is going to be one damn good host of the Tailgate and the Quad pod, Mr. Kevin. Uh, cheers to you, buddy. Uh, Salud, Nostrovia, and Skull. Ah. Cheers, that. buddy. Yeah, what a better way to t- start our new tradition of a toast than with uh, you, big you, buddy. So we'll get rock and roll here. NFL talk. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, okay, so out of nowhere, it, he literally just reports to. It's just I get the update. Okay, he's gonna report to camp. Okay, whatever. Because the day before we have Devontae Adams not reporting, um, not uh, doing the extension. And him and Rodgers doing their last dance thing, which in theory kind of makes sense. One last season together, yada, yada, yada. So Rodgers, he's reporting, rework deal. Part of it is um, freed up salary cap room. And also apparently they're working on a deal for Randall Cobb with the Texans. So I don't know if this really helps getting Randall Cobb back because he's, you know, he's a little past his prime here. Boys, thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. This whole situation just did a complete 180, then went upside down and did a backflip and is still kind of in the same spot. How are we feeling? I mean, it's kind of hard to pass up $21 million. True. I don't I don't care how much. Like, $21 million, I'd go play for some lower-level European football league team for that kind of money. In Eastern Europe, I don't care. It's $21 million. <laughs> And Randall Cobb's not going to change anything. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers likes him and has a good rapport with him, but it's Randall Cobb about five years after he was good that does not solve their receiver's weapon, uh, their receiver's issue. That's why I find this hysterical because it doesn't negate the sins of Mark Murphy when he traded him or let him go, whatever he did three years ago when he went to Dallas. It doesn't negate that because – Aaron clearly wanted him to stay, along with, you know, John Kuhn and Jordy Nelson before him. So this almost feels like backtracking by Mark Murphy is like, we'll make Aaron happy for one more year. Maybe he'll sign with us again because he realizes how bad Jordan Love actually is. Pat? So this is a $21 million deal for one year? He's getting $21.5 million. It's basically the same contract, just he has an opt-out now after this year, which he will take. This just kind of seems like the like continuation of the toxic relationship between the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, where it's just like, please stay, and then next year they're not going to give him anything. So it, it, I don't see it being like a good thing, because I feel like any Packers fan is just going to be disappointed in the offseason, as always. I mean, who are they going to lose to the NFC title game again this year, boys? Is it going to be Tampa or somebody else? According to uh, Mike Tannenbaum, I don't know, but question. according to Mike Tannenbaum, they're going to play the Cowboys in the NFC title game this year, which I find hysterical. I 100% think the Green Bay Packers will make it to the NFC title game, and I think they're going to win this year. I think Aaron Rodgers, last year was Aaron Rodgers' fuck you tour, and he won an MVP. This is Aaron Rodgers' fuck you tour 2.0, and I think he wants to walk out of Green Bay flipping off that stadium with another ring on his finger. That would be awesome. I'm all for it. It all, to me... Hey, unless the Giants come into land, though, huh? That, that, <laughs> passing, that passing defense needs to be on point. Like, Eric Stokes, for that to happen, Eric Stokes needs to be literally Jalen Ramsey 2.0 off the rip, or at least Denzel Ward 2.0 off the rip. Like, he, they need to... Because Kevin King, for all of his problems in pass coverage, 
was a good number two corner. So it's hysterically he still hasn't signed yet. But he was a good number two corner in that passing game alongside Jerry Alexander, who's a, a top ten corner, obviously. But the Packers' defense needs to be lights out because your offense is going to put up points. So to me, it all comes down to the defense and if can, they can make a stop. So. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. But I, I just feel like it's, it's as always, Green Bay fans are just going to be disappointed because the defense isn't going to be able to hold up. Also, I really want to see if Preston Smith and um, Zedaria Smith can still, like, bring it. Oh, I also might change. I think Aaron Rodgers might just intentionally suck this year. <laughs> For his like, standards. Like, just Brett Favre like, the entire season. Sick. Like, he'll hit Dude, all his That is such a big dick move. Sure. To get that $21.5 million, But he'll, like, hit those and then throw 10 picks the next three games. <laughs> Just one last big fuck you to Green Bay front office. Like literally, like they're they're like they it's win and get in the playoffs, and he basically throws a dart straight to the opposing middle linebacker, like longest yard right to him. Just make sure make sure he makes the Pro Bowl, and then he just starts throwing picks. <laughs> or does like a Bobby Boucher goes here you go, <laughs> or he'll just play like twelve games and then suddenly pull a hammy or something and miss the last five. And watch Jordan Love basically blow their division title in like five games. I, you know, you know what's crazy is there were ripping, I see people on, because football TikTok is hysterical, by the way. Um, if you have not checked out, by the way, go follow us at the Corner Booth Pod on TikTok. We do our Corner Booth shots every week. So, here, so we got to figure out who's doing it. Should we have, JD really can't do it because of his uh, finals. Maybe we have Pat do a Corner Booth shot this week. I'm down. That'd be fun. I'm also just going. With, I'm just also going with like playing by ear. If I see something, just like I want to say something I about. I should have done it for one. Stevie Nelson. So it would have saved us 20 minutes on this damn show. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even though yeah, uh, who am I kidding? TikTok I like forces a- you to shut up about the Eagles. That's the problem. Podcast gives you too much time, but TikTok goes, "All right, wrap it up, pal." Remember, you're still an intern for another two weeks. <laughs> and I, I live like 20 minutes from you, so watch your mouth. <laughs> All right. Um. Anything else on Rodgers before we move on? Cobb trade thoughts? Uh, that'd be fun. It would just be fun, is what I think. And I think he'd be he'd be good. He'd be decent. It's not like he's gonna be the Randall Cobb of before. But I think they just want Rodgers to be happy, and they want like he will obviously be useful. He's not gonna ch- Yeah, he's not gonna be a game changer. Rogers. You can also oh, mentor yeah. Rodgers. Yeah. Um. All right. The biggest news of Sunday in the football world and where I honestly was in a little disbelief because when I got the update, I got it from – I got a Twitter notification from Ian Rappaport, and I was currently outside doing something in my yard, and I'm like, Does that read? did I read that right? Steven Nelson signing a one-year $4.5 million with incentives deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. Gives the Eagles their great number two corner they've needed for a while. I wouldn't say he's great. I'm saying like he, it's a definitely a solid number two. It's definitely an upgrade over what they have. Um, doesn't force them to start their fourth-round pick rookie. Gives Darius Slay a sidekick. I love the move. They got him off basically on like bargain bin price, and it's a prove-it deal. And he's 28 years old. He's in the prime of his career, so fuck it. Why not? I, I'm definitely for it. I love it. He's been Slay's been trying to recruit him for a month and a half now. Uh, I think it's a good move by Roseman. Saves money and still gets him a good, solid corner. Yeah. Definitely helps the Eagles' defense a lot. 
it's a move that will help. And Steven Nelson's not a bad corner, don't get me wrong. But it's also just the Eagles secondary and defense was so bad last year. It Literally anybody would have helped. It was literally Darius Slay, Brandon Graham, and and then half-injured Fletcher Cox and a bunch of Pacta squad guys. Um, well, with a healthy Fletcher Cox, a healthy and fully equipped Alex Singleton, a healthy McLeod, Anthony Harris, I feel like we're going to be a lot better this year. I don't, we're not going to be top, let's be honest, Eagles defense will be top 10, but we'll be on the front side at yeah. the 15. But like I think the, 12, 13. I think the front seven will help make up for the, for the lack of talent in the secondary, even, also, even though it's improved. Also, our linebacking core, surprisingly, is not bad. Eric Wilson was very highly rated last year as a Vikings as a linebacker and you guys know how much I feel about Alex Singleton. So um anything else on Steven Nelson? I mean the NFC East is always like a wild card anyways. So I mean literally anyone can help at this point. Like it's uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. You know what? Okay, you know what Pat? No. Because here's what I'm gonna say. I think the NFC East is going to be a decent division this year. Like, we are going to be respectable. We are all teams on the rise. The Cowboys, you know, can suck a dick. But the rest of us, you know, we're we're young teams and we're, like, honestly hungry. I think Washington's hungry. The Giants are hungry. Eagles are hungry. Cowboys are the Cowboys, and we're not even going to talk about them. But I think it's a bunch of, like, really competitive teams, and it'll be interesting to watch this year. To back up my answer, obviously garbage dump, obviously a, a a dumpster file before this year, but I, I think this year things change. I, I won't <laughs> jump as far as Samir does here, but I do think Philly improved, Washington improved, New York improved, sorta, and Dallas got Dak Prescott back. So I mean, it's improvements there, but I mean, I don't know. It's also still gonna be the NFCs where we're basically everyone's gonna, it's gonna look like the Anchorman fight from the end of the movie. <laughs> I still think the Washington football team is going to win that division. I agree. I, I, still, I, don't, know. I don't think it'll be like the questions. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the dumpster fire of like previous years. I just don't think there's going to be like a team to come out of the NFC where everyone's like, oh, they're a Super Bowl contender this no. year. Yeah, definitely not. Or like, you know, they're making the NFC like a uh, division game. It's like, uh, no. Either that or some team's going to come out of this division like and like just surprise everybody. That's how it is with this division. They never, it's never predictable. It's always a giant clusterfuck, or there's one team that just starts like winning like games they shouldn't, and they actually end up being decent. So I need a Fitz Magic Super Bowl run. Like I need air to breathe. <laughs> I just wish it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's already our kryptonite. Whatever team plays on, except in uh, New York, ironically, um, the Jets. Deshaun Watson, uh, reportedly report- is reporting to camp and. As soon as that happens, the Texans are now open to trading him. They said five early round picks. I've seen because you, of course, you know the Eagles Watson rumors will die when I die, basically. Um, sorry, uh, Cruz is being special. Um, I uh, base I look at Deshaun Watson and I look at the situation. I've seen the Eagles rumors. I've seen the Miami rumors. Now, of course, you know, you have Houston police getting, like, what is it, like, 10 more complaints from other women. Two of them were not on the original God lawsuit. Lord, really? I, and so, at, I'm not I'm not trying to accuse these women of anything, but, like, at some point, either this dude should have been arrested a long time ago, or something's missing here. 
Yeah. They're doing the investigation. They're getting a lot of reports that they all have to look at. True. Also, a lot of them are new. They Originally, they weren't brought to police. They were civil charges, which the police aren't going to step in and arrest someone for. Uh, but with the Texans finally listening to trade offers, it's too little too late. They are not getting – if they – like the day before this dropped, if they asked for – I think it is it is five early picks. I think it's like three firsts, a, two seconds, and then two starting caliber players. They would have had three offers for that by that night. Now they'll be lucky to get a second and like a back-end starter, like the guy you hope doesn't have to be near the ball that often. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, I want to know what their front office is smoking to think that they can ask for that much for Sean Watson right now. Well, it's also <laughs> the te- it's the Texans. We've proved they've proven their off their front office is basically like a bunch of drunk frat boys trying to throw darts at a, a big board. They're smoking like, maybe that big Bible stick. pack. Oh, damn. David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. Oh shit! Like it's. Just, I mean, I know that Nick- was Bill O'Brien. But Nick, Nick Cesario. Cesario is also you or Casario is also used to his team touching a player and them turning into gold. Yeah, yeah, because that's what New England did. Uh, so he expects the same thing while ignoring the fact that while the Patriots touch players and they turn to gold, Deshaun Watson inappropriately touches other people and goes to jail. He, right. Mean, Great line. That was killer. Yeah. Thank you. Somebody clip <laughs> that. <laughs> Samir, that's what you're putting on <laughs> for next week's clip. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a very valid thing. Like, how are you going to ask for that much capital for a player that potentially is going to go to jail? Like, that's it's absurd to not recognize from the well, Texans' perspective until, that, like... Until the legal issues are... I didn't mean to catch you off, Pat. I'm so sorry. Um, until the legal issues are resolved, I don't think there should be any move made. <clears throat> That's more or less where that was going, was that, like, you're asking a lot of a player who's potentially going to jail, so why not either reduce what you're asking for or just take him off the market altogether, realizing no one's going to give what he's worth as an athlete, not as a human being. Yeah, no arguments there. Anything else on Watson, boys? Uh, Yes. That guy sucks. If he he doesn't play, (laughs) yes, Samir, it does suck. If Deshaun Watson doesn't play... Terod Taylor and Brandon Cooks are about to be electric. I low key like feel so bad. No, I don't think anybody's been fucked over. Anthony in the Miller, career. bro. Anthony Miller's gonna be fire. Anthony, uh, I do love the Anthony Miller pickup as well. Uh, but I don't think anybody's been fucked over more as a quarterback in this in this league than Tyrod Taylor. He's okay. been like the bench the benchmark. Like, hey, teach this kid how to throw a pass right starter for like the last three teams he's been on, and then was the first. Buffalo quarterback to make the playoffs is Jim fucking Kelly, but you know, guy's a journeyman. But you know, I'm 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 really excited for him to watch. He's watch David Davis Mills is gonna be like electric in camp, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and fucking poor Tyrod's gonna be sitting like, like we gotta get this guy on here. He's about to Sean's about to get pinched. I'll have an easy starting spot. Davis Mills comes in not so fast. Can I just say about Tyrod, did you guys see him last year on Hard Knocks when he was with the Chargers? Like, how much of a leader he was? Yeah. I like It's insane that this man doesn't have, like, a locker room to call home. Like, I, I, I don't understand it at all. 
Like, I understand he's not, like, the greatest quarterback ever, but, like, mediocre quarterbacks have, like, captained teams for a while, and Tyrod, I feel like, has just been bounced around. Yeah, honestly, like, if if my guy went down, I would, if, like, my starting quarterback down, I'm like, oh, I would pray to God Tyrod was somehow available for a trade, because, like, Tyrod could come in tomorrow and, like, rally that locker room and still win, like, eight, nine games out of a 12-game stretch if you needed them to, so. Oh, so it's Tyrod. I've been pronouncing his name wrong my entire, like... Same life. here, yeah, like, God shit. Do you not remember that? He did an interview, and he said, no, my name is not Tyrod, it's Tyrod. I do not remember that, but okay, I stand corrected. I'm sorry, Tyrod Taylor. It's like the Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey thing. It's Kels, pronounced technically. It's Yeah, yeah Travis it's Kelsey Kels. did an interview and said it's pronounced Kels, and Jason Kelsey's like, yeah, but... They people have been mispronouncing it our entire lives, so we just kind of went with it for a while. I like how we all know JJ Arthago Whiteside, though. We all know how because to say I that. Because I pronounce it like a jackass every time I bring his name up. JJ Arthago Whiteside. JJ Arthago Whiteside. <laughs> that guy. I, no, <laughs> if it wasn't for him, we would have had DK Metcalf. Mm. The fact that he was DK was the second choice for Howie in that round was the dumbest thing I'd ever read in my life. It goes, yeah, Howie liked DK, but he thought JJ would be a great understudy for Alshon Jeffrey. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So, Jared, if you had a time machine would and you could do one thing, would you go back in time, kill JJ Arthega Whiteside, so then they no, would... No, I'd, talk, I'd talk him into staying for one more year at Stanford. Oh, well, that too. Yeah, we didn't have to go to the killing. I don't know why I went there. <laughs> Jesus, dude, are you like fucking Iron, um, War Machine from uh, Avengers Endgame? We could just go... <laughs> With the rope, <laughs> find baby Thanos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. Why don't we just go there? <laughs> that just got super fucking dark for like, he's go kill JJ. I don't hate the dude. I feel bad for him. He's like in the wrong system. I guarantee he's going to go to another team and like tear it up. It's just Philadelphia's receivers have to be semi quick. He lumbers. <laughs> you know, though, that if JJ Ortega Whiteside wasn't a person that existed, the Eagles were not going to take DK. They were probably going to take, like, Paris Campbell or Andy Isabella or Deontay yeah. Johnson, well, yeah. Isabella maybe Jalen Hurd. Deontay's not a bad pick, though. Isabella, be, Isabella like, was off the board before the Arthago Whiteside pick, I believe. Which no, is he wild, not. by the way. He wasn't? Okay. No. None of okay, the guys I just mentioned were off okay. the board before Whiteside. I will say this, though. The DK thing was real because Wentz and Peterson both pushed for Metcalf. Yeah, we saw how much well, I mean, this is, this Howie like listening to this Wentz. is also before this is pre the rift between Doug and Howie like season. They still liked each other back in 2019. The Arthago Whiteside pick was the beginning of the end. Yeah, so it the Sanders pick the- was apparently all Doug Peterson though, which I mean that's good. Thanks, Doug, for you know our best running back we've had since Sean McCoy. So. Um, yeah, no, enough Eagles talk. I'm, I'm gonna take me. I'm, I want to save the rest for it because I'm gonna actually like compliment somebody I never usually compliment for the last call. All right, anything else football related before we move on to? Uh, oh, we got like Madden ratings, obviously. Unless you guys want to save that for the end. Ooh, uh, interesting. I think it's a good transition into well, Madden ratings. So far, nobody's according to Kevin. Nobody's won yet. Yes, because they're way lower than we all predicted. Which yes. I, you know. 
Can I also say something? Is it just me or does Madden kind of flip that every couple of years? Like there's a Madden where guys are overly ranked and there's another Madden where guys are underly ranked. Like it, it always. For one year, they tanked the ratings for a lot of guys, except the top guys. And then they slowly brought them back up a bit. But I also think this draft class was so hyped with guys like uh, Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith. So I think people thought the ratings were going to be higher just with the hype around it. Fair. No, I hear that. I mean, so far, I haven't looked at all of them yet. And I, I saw, like, of course, the 99 club and who, like, the top-rated receivers were, would be. Um, can somebody explain to me how Adam Thielen is still ranked that goddamn high? That was the first thing I want to talk about. I saw Adam Thielen ranked, like, an 8, and was it, 98 or something? No, there's no he's way he was not a 98. He was no, a top 10. I, I misread that then. He's probably high 80s, which is fine. I still think he's really good. And you know what? I'm going to rant now because – in my dynasty league, I've tried to trade Adam Thielen a million times, and nobody wants him. Like, even contending teams, like, sure, he probably has one, two great years left or good years left, but he's still a top. He was, like, wide receiver 10 last year. The guy's good. He's just good. And uh, everyone thinks, people, oh, Jay. Sorry. People are always expecting the rug to get pulled out from under him and have him have this be, like, his last good year or something. But he's just like a grindy white guy, and he never played. What did he start? I thought I feel like he's like started genuinely like playing a ton when he was like what twenty seven. So there's not a lot of miles on his, you know, on his legs. Like he could go until thirty two easily, thirty three. Where did I see? I feel like though with with Thielen, at least last season, it was feast or famine. Like there were those games where it's like, oh my god, yes, like thank you for giving me like, you know, thirty five plus points, and there were those games where it's like, oh thanks for like three and a half, like. I mean, again, everyone has it, but, like, Thielen was definitely a feast or famine receiver. There weren't, like, I feel like there weren't very, like, average days, which... Yeah, so he's his rating is not available yeah, on no, Madden. Yeah, so I'm looking it's at... It's only top rookie. 10s. It's only the yeah. top 10 players that are Well, I mean, and also rookies, too. Oh, well, also, like, it's top 10 rookies. Oh, top, so Smitty got a 75, which I saw already. Yeah. Also, by the way, uh, I didn't get to say anything about the Acres trade, but I do have something to say. Uh, I, on, this is another fantasy thing, but on our dynasty draft day, I did a sneaky little trade. I traded Mike Davis for Daryl Henderson and a second round pick and then Cam Akers tore his Achilles. <laughs> I made a trade like that once. So I'm very proud of you, Samir. That is a very lucky trade. Yeah. Just pure luck. But I like to say I'm a genius. Um, right. I one time traded in 2010, I traded Deshaun, uh, Kenny Brett coming off of his four touchdown game for Deshaun hmm. Jackson. The following week on the first catch of the game, Kenny Britt tears his ACL. Never the same receiver. You, you will not believe – this is why my team is so good in this league. The first week of our league – you remember that game Sammy Watkins went absolutely bonkers? I traded Sammy Watkins and Evan Ingram for Kittle. <laughs> and it was the best thing ever. Okay. Um, <laughs> Samir, do you want to manage my uh, fantasy teams from here on out? No, or? no, he's not allowed to. Especially me and Ke- the league, me and Kevin are in with him. Boys, we could do even do a corner booth league with like, like the corner booth tailgate and the quad boys. We could even do that. I was thinking about that, and then we could do a live stream for the draft. We have, That's we awesome. have, we have, we have us. We have JD. We have Karen. If he's up for that, Kevin, I don't know. I've, I've only met the kid once. Um, Cruz. Oh, 
Cruz possibly would be up for it. I, I honestly, if I asked Savannah, I'd probably be in too. Um, because I still talk to her occasionally for some reason. Um, yeah, we can definitely get a leak going. It'd be fun. We'll talk about that off air, but I, a, a corner booth league would be hysterical because we could do like weekly rankings and whoever won last oh, yeah. week. That'd oh, be yeah. fun. We can even do the fan draft. We can even do like a literally like a, a like a comments team, like the team can comment with who they want to draft or something. I don't know. We can even do like a coin. Like I don't even know. I'm just having fun with it. I think it's hysterical. But um, yeah, I like Smitty getting a 75. I'll just say that right there. Um. I'm just going to go through the top 10. Yeah, do that. Do it. Uh, Kyle Pitts is the highest rated rookie with an 81. Trevor Lawrence is a 78. Jalen Waddle has a 76. Sertan is the highest rated defensive player with a 76. Zach Wilson's a 75. Uh, Jamar Chase is a 75. Devontae Smith's a 75. Penny Sewell's a 75, which is kind of surprising. Usually they like ranking those line rookie linemen higher if they're like the top one off the board. Uh, Trey Lance is 74, which is disgusting. And uh, Justin Fields is 74. And then also Mac Jones in a Madden promo video, it was revealed that he had as a 71. I'm a little pissed that um, Elijah Moore got a faster speed rating than Smitty. I like to file a formal complaint. What's um? What are their speed ratings? Uh, Chase. Okay, so Chase got a 92 speed, but an 89 acceleration. Uh, Elijah Moore got 92 speed, 90 acceleration. Kadarius Tony is 93, 92, and Smitty is 91 speed, 93 acceleration. Yeah, but I mean, also Smitty has 85 catching, 86. Yeah, I know. Catch. Smitty's low key kind of broken as like a slot receiver, so like I'm kind of hyped for that. For I might get mad in 22, honestly. Oh, I definitely am. I think, I think I think I think we've beaten boys. I think we've beaten Madden twenty into the dirt. Absolutely, I, like <laughs> dude. I cannot go another day hearing that Jack Harlow song on on Madden twenty. It drives me nuts. Oh, did, automatic. Did, 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 oh yeah. I, it's I, just I love that every song. single day. <laughs> I mean, I, come on. I feel I, like I, I hear it so much. My coach is named after the Sage the Gemini song in the beginning. Big numbers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was gonna say <laughs> those those songs are just <laughs> that Madden soundtrack is it's just like. Oh, funny. Rashad Bateman to seventy two. By the way, who is Rashad Bateman? Yeah, I saw that. All right. Um, I, I mean, I guess I think he's better than it. that. Uh, Kevin, you were right though. They do rank. They they do rank. They gave a uh, waddle. One point over Smitty because he was drafted higher. Yeah. I mean, that's how they do it. They go more by where you were drafted, not how good they actually think you are. Uh, there's also some interesting tidbits. Madden 22 put out a video talking to rookies about what they think their rating should be. Uh, in the video, they have Travis Etienne as a wide receiver. Oh. They, it, they have them talking and have, like, their name, position, and team. Travis Etienne, wide receiver. Uh, J.C. Horn is a 74-man coverage. That's atrocious. Yeah, Sertan is 75 awareness. I hate the awareness rating. Because that makes their entire – that makes their entire overall. Because, like, awareness jacks their, aware, like their overall rating so high. I hate how they weight that so much. Uh, I was watching RBT on YouTube. Look at this. That's where I saw it. 
And he said they just use awareness to artificially inflate or decrease ratings based on where they want the guy to be. Like, he thinks that's why how they do it certain ways. That's hysterical. I also, um, have, one more, I also have one more story uh, to bring up after we go on Madden Rings. I just found it, by the way. Uh, Matt Jones has 85 throw power, which is gross. That's terrible. That's so low. Oh, my God. The dude throws a – dude's got a cannon. Uh, oh, so this is funny. Travis Etienne thought his short route running should be 87. It's hmm. coming in at 67. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I saw that video. And he was pissed about 10. it. Let's go. Or he's still 94. Let's go. I, I was really – uh, 93, change of direction. Uh, and Mac Jones is a break tackle of 26. Nice. Don't know why they felt that he, he predicted his would be a 52. So. So, yeah, there's uh, there's some Madden tidbits for you. Mainly the Travis Etienne thing about him being a wide receiver in the game. That's. I. I... Do you think maybe they prematurely jumped to that? Because, you know, like Reggie Bush was rated higher as a receiver than he was as a running back almost his entire career in the Madden franchise. I mean, it's kind of something like that. No, because they still would have put him at running back. The Jaguars have said they're going to try him at wide receiver. Which is so scary. I don't know, because, I mean, I liked him at running back. Good downhill vision, runs hard and fast as a... Fast as damn jackrabbit. I didn't understand what the problem was. No, uh, he's a great running back. Great runner. Yeah. I, 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 that's, I think that's why him getting picked him irritates me. Yeah. That was the one pick of the full first time that running as, Yeah. I mean, but the problem is they're looking they're, – they're really looking at him only as a receiving back just because I think they consider him a better receiving back than Najee, his contemporary. Even though, like, because they're like, oh, he's the guy that can catch and Najee's the guy who can run. That's just like the very basic like. Also, Najee uh, is just like a human dude. joystick. All right, I'm gonna and, add. Yeah, and the joystick. problem is that Najee's also a great receiving back. Like he's so good. They just seem tend to look over guys and their holistic like how they are holistically as a player just because of how they look. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I hear. It. I mean, my biggest thing is that like so, Kev. I actually had to work with a kid last week, and he basically said. <laughs> oh, Oh, look at this guy. Kettle one. Let's go. Salute there, kid. Uh oh. We can hear you. Oh, no. Take your time. Yeah, we'll we'll keep going. Kevin, so I I had a Giants fan talk to me. He was, he listens to our show. Um, he, Says to me, he goes, Jared, I, I don't really like your take on Kadarius Tony. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, he goes, well, I think he's going to have a better career than Smith than Devontae Smith. <clears throat> Devontae Smith's the one receiver in this class I didn't like. I'm like, why? That's, wild. That's wild. Because you guys didn't get him? Like, what do you want me to tell you? He's like, yeah, well, dude. there's this whole thing. Apparently, Devontae Smith was an e- a Giants fan growing up. I'm like, he's from South Louisiana. If anything, he's a fucking Saints fan. I wonder what fan he is. I actually would love to ask him that. Like, seriously, like, off the record, like, what were you a fan of as a kid? Also, that's something I always think about. Like, I always think about, like, dude, if I got, like, well, if I went to, like, the Eagles, I don't even, I'd probably just off myself. I well, really Sanders don't grew up a, 
Well, here's one. Like, so, like, just, like, I remember as a kid, like, remembering, like, LaShawn McCoy was an Eagles fan growing up, and he got drafted with the Eagles, like a dream come true. Yeah, that's sick. And then you have, like, Deshaun Jackson grew up like, a Raiders fan. You have Sanders was a a Steelers fan because he was born and bred in Pittsburgh. Um, Wasn't Brady? Brady was a Niners fan. Like, that's what was interesting to me. But the take that took me the most was he says Kadarius Tony is more versatile and more durable than Devontae Smith. And I looked at him, I'm like, you realize Devontae Smith, what makes him the best is he can play anywhere on the field and still dominate a corner. And his best thing is he knows how to avoid getting hit. He also played fucking special teams. Yeah. Kadarius Tony returned a couple punts, and he got a big whoop for it. I also am not the biggest fan of Kadarius Tony. He's like my receiver this year. I'm kind of like, like, he's not going to get a lot of balls because the Giants have, like, literally the who's who of receiver rooms. Everybody from John Ross to Kenny Galladay. Would you say that? I wish he's like the fourth look right now. And he just got, and he was on COVID. He was on the COVID list. He's back now. But I I don't know. I feel like he's he's a step behind because of the COVID list thing, but probably not. I don't know. I can finally hear you guys. Here we go. Oh, wow. And finally, adding. Uh, a man who really needs no introduction because he's been on the show so many damn times. He basically has real estate in my backyard. It's true. Um, host of the Cruise the cruise Control podcast, a gentleman through and through, a friend of the show, Mr. Cruise Oxen Rider. Cruise, welcome in, brother. What's going on, guys? Thanks. Sorry for the delay. I was... Uh, don't mind me. I was making a full-on drink drink as I was trying to get in. Dude, so. for Kev's last show, I think that's the most, like, Kev thing possible. I've seen this kid mix a drink in the middle of our live stream. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, watching I my like carbon make... take, you know, doing doing the uh, doing the vodka soda limes. So, you know. I don't, I don't make drink drinks. I just take a bottle of Coke Zero and put bourbon in it half the time. <laughs> but uh, speaking of people growing up, tea, like, as a fan of a different team, oh, thank the you, funniest Kevin. thing to me is still Reuben Foster having an Auburn tattoo on his forearm. Oh, that's wild. That, I think I saw that story a couple of years ago, and I thought it was the most hilarious thing I ever heard in my life. Because he also, that means he had a choice of where to go to college. If you get yeah. by someone you didn't grow up as a fan of, fine. But he had a choice, and he went, yeah, I was a fan of them growing up, but God, I want to win. Do you guys want to hear a funny Reuben Foster story from me and me and him in college? Oh God! Oh sure. Yes. Okay, so it was uh, it was Reuben's freshman year, uh, and I I had just turned 21, and I was buying um I was buying alcoholic beverages uh for uh people, and he was in there, and the guy would the guy didn't know who he was. I knew immediately who he was, and so I walk outside, he follows me out, I'd be like, hey man, like would you, would you would you mind uh would you mind buying this for me? And I was like. I really wanted to be cool, so I was like, yeah. So I like went in and I bought Ruben Foster a four loco, <laughs> and then I came back outside and he was like, hey man, what are you doing with all this alcohol? I was like, oh, it's like we got a fraternity party. He's like, can I roll? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah so he came to a fraternity party, um, and he stood out like a sword. That he's such a nice guy, but like I also have a love hate relationship with him with what he did to the Saints. Uh, in the uh, 2017 NFL draft, we were he had slipped all the way to 31, and we were getting ready to pick. We were gonna take him at pick 32, um, and then Seattle traded uh, with, or I'm sorry, San Francisco traded with Seattle, and then took Reuben Foster, and Reuben Foster hung up on uh, on Sean Payton. 
And then, oh, oh but get this, though. Uh, in, in place of Reuben Foster, we select the best right tackle in football in Ryan Ramjack. So Reuben Foster <laughs> right. on his second, soon-to-be third team, and Ryan Ramjack, the best right tackle. In I mean, all pennies aside, if the team that's actually going to draft you calls you, you kind of have to hang up on the coach who might draft you. I mean, I to guess. his credit. I mean, I guess, but I mean. I mean, I know, I know you have to put aside your Saints pettiness for about 30 seconds there, buddy. Me, Petty, never. Oh, by the way, I got an angry text from you. I got one time got an angry text from you about my Hurricanes against Clemson. And then I proceeded to to yell at you for 10 minutes over text message why you're an idiot for betting on that game. (laughs) Money, main thing. They weren't going to cover. The refs were clearly playing for Clemson. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Okay, Okay, look what I want for you. I love it. There you the, go. The, the 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 reason that we are friends, my my Mac Jones mania, your your future QB one. True. Kev, is he gonna get the starting job? By the way. Uh there are rumors. Number fifty uh, in your hearts. <laughs> I I think Uh-oh. Reddick uh, Theo Reddick said that he's lighting up in training camp, and he wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones starts week one. Okay, so I just want Mac Jones to start after week three. That's what I want. Because after week three is... We'll play each other week two. That's... No, we, no, no, no. We play each other week three. So it, it's New Orleans at New England week three. I want it to be after week three. That I way would, I don't have I to root cry. against Mac Jones. I would cry if Mac beats the Saints in, in Gillette. And, <laughs> Cruz, the text messages I would send you afterward are not PG by any stretch. I'm going to try and go to the game is what I want to do. I already have I already been asked by like fifteen people. I was like, hey, let's Chris, are we still going to Eagles uh Saints, by the way? I don't know what week that is. I don't either. Uh we should probably figure that out. Uh, I just I just bought tickets for Eagles Washington. That ran me a fucking fortune. So confirmed games I am going to. Um Bama and Saints. I am doing I'm going to Atlanta Labor Day weekend. I will be in Tuscaloosa for Alabama Ole Miss. Um I will be Halloween. I will be in New Orleans for uh, for Saints oh, Bucks. That sounds good. Oh. And then, and then um, New Orleans and fucking Halloween's the shit. Oh my god, it's a night game too. Such a it's a party. night game in New Orleans Sunday just night. Just walk out in the Bourbon Street afterward, just tear it up. Now, can I say this, Jared? Yes. Can I say this? Yes, Samir, you are invited to my watch party for uh, Miami, Alabama. Okay, thank you. But also. We can talk Giants-Eagles. Oh, always. We can talk Giants-Eagles. I, let's see. Giants-Eagles, okay, day after Christmas, that's okay. actually, so that's here's the thing about Giants-Eagles. My boy, uh, friend of the show, one of our biggest listeners, my boy Jeffrey, he looked up the tickets for that game. They're astronomical. Oh, because, God, really? Because the link and MetLife are in cahoots to jack the price up north of 300 bucks. I swear. Yeah, that's whack. Okay, so then never well, mind. I listen, listen, if one of our teams is out of playoff contention, let's talk. Okay, sure. For that we'll post-Christmas talk. game. We'll go. We'll tailgate it up. All right. Also, another quick thing. There's also some belief that the Patriots will start Mac Jones week four because that's when uh, Tommy Brady comes back to town. Tommy. Nothing would make me happier than watching Mac Jones What do they do with Cam Jones Newton? Ball. If if Mac gets a starting job week one, what do they do with Cam? They cut him? They they, they trade him? No. Trade. They either, no, they would have him ride bench. 
Yeah. Because if Cam's playing poorly enough after putting that much money into this offense to have a rookie start over him, no one would want to trade for him. Unless they're a team with, like, a Sam Bradford situation where, like, Teddy Bridgewater blows his knee out and somebody needs a replacement. Or Tamis, or Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill don't work out and we desperately need somebody. Which or, is definitely a possibility. <laughs> if Terod gets his lung punctured again and Davis Mills isn't ready to go. Also, buddy, how are you feeling right now? Because um, uh, Mike Thomas ain't back till what? I heard late September now is what the... What the what Bro, the, we signed... Like, we Slack. signed Slotty Pippen, Chris Hogan, baby. We signed a lax bro. We're good. we're solid. We're good. Okay, unless Tommy's throwing him the ball, he's not going to be useful at all. No, I'm telling you this year, too. I'm telling you. Um, it's going to be the Alvin Kamara show very early on in the season. So draft him um, in fantasy early if you can. I highly recommend it. Look, look, we still have a really good offensive line. Like, we didn't lose oh, any I'm not doubting here. that. I'm just saying, yeah. like, um, like this, this slant boy's out until, what, week four? So it's like... You say Slant Boy, yet he went for 180 against you in the playoffs. And you call him Slant Boy. Those, yeah, uh, those weren't 15 yard slants. What happened were run after catch because our corners They were can't not. Tackle. Jerry, I was at the game. Come on. You know you know those were not slants. Also, we have the wor- we've had like one of the worst secondaries of the last five years. So I'm not going to lie. It was third and 15s, like third and 12, second and 10s, and Michael. Affi- I, I only make that joke because his efficiency rating when it's not a slant in or out under five yards is like it drops off like by 30%. Because Drew Brees couldn't throw further than 15 yards. I will give him that. I, I, I'm excited to see what he does with a quarterback who actually can throw the ball past 20 yards. You know, so, you know he had his two best games last year with Taysom Hill, or he had, and he had over 100 yards in both games? Fair enough. That's so, um, look, man, I, I think, too, a big sleeper for uh, people in fantasy this year, Traquan Smith, because he's, he's actually a really good deep threat for New Orleans, and he's been working out with Jameis the entire offseason. And he's a burner. Like, he is the deep threat on this team. And I think with Michael Thomas being out, uh, at least I would say probably till week six, week seven, mm-hmm. like, Traquan is that dude. He's And he's a tough guy, man. Like, he is, like I'm – tr- I'm trying to think of, like, someone to compare him to, but it's – he's almost like a mini – like, a, a shorter Marcus Colston for the Saints. He won't, like, impress you, like, as far as, like, burning you down the field. But he makes these crazy contested catches. He's a great run blocker. Uh, he, and he somehow seems to always catch, like, re- record-breaking passes for the Saints. Like, he caught Drew Brees' um, two rec- uh, record-breaking uh, passes for, like, touchdowns and all-time mm-hmm. passing yards. Yeah, I think he's going to be really good in, in fantasy, like, as a good sleeper. Fair enough. I mean, honestly, I, the bad biggest thing with the NFL right now is that, one, we don't know what the f- – I, I think – after the last couple of years, we don't honestly know what the hell is going to happen until about week seven, eight. We don't really understand what is going to happen with records, injuries, nah. which chemistry works, which teams don't. But we'll be right back with Cruz Rider and the rest of the boys after this quick commercial break. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with, of course, the great Crude Auction Rider is, of course, the Corner Booth Podcast. Um, we are talking still. We're kind of just doing a football thing right now called Football Theme. Guys, you guys see the little, like, mini story that popped up early Monday morning? Chandler Jones requesting a trade from Arizona. I can see it. I, uh, I, they're going to be the worst team in the division. He's wasting the prime of his career. And what? Yeah. Oh, Arizona's not finishing. Sports fan. Arizona's not finishing higher than third in this division. This division's you know, way too good. They're gonna have two. They're gonna have two t- eleven win teams in this division. So who are your two eleven win teams then? L.A. and San Francisco. If San Francisco stay, stays healthy, that's huge health. Huge health. I always just think they're gonna lose because it, it's it's more it's more likely that San Francisco will lose half the players to injury. Because their training staff is worse than Philadelphia circa 2008. If, if San Francisco stays healthy, there's no reason. This this is a Super Bowl roster. And then L.A., I mean, shit. I mean, the Rams are fucking loaded. And then Seattle, I mean, they got still got Russell Wilson for another year. And then he's going to pull in Aaron Rodgers. And then he's going to he's going to deuces. So, but uh, uh, I think I think uh, yeah, uh, I think this is Cliff Kingberry. Chris, uh, Cliff Kingberry's last year, and then I think Chandler Jones wants out. I mean, I think I don't know this team. I don't see the team winning more than eight games. That was such a weird hire. Still, he was so underqualified for this job. Like he, he I, went from being UFC's offensive coordinator to head coach of an NFL team in what, like seventy-two hours? So close. No, wasn't he at Texas Tech? He was at Texas Tech. Got All fired. fired. Got fired. He had Patrick Mahomes, so got fired. Um, and then, and then he landed the offensive coordinator job, working under Clay Hilton as the offense coordinator. And then he was there for like 72 hours. And then there was like some crazy story that came out saying that like, hey, like Cliff Kingsbury is up for the Arizona head coaching job. Everyone thought it was a troll, and lo and behold, it was not a troll. And here we are. <laughs> hey, no matter how mediocre I, you are, you can still get a job in the NFL somewhere. 
especially if you look that good as a human being. Like, Jesus also, Christ. how did he oh, yeah. get – like, I remember when they were talking about hiring him, he was like this quarterback whisperer. He was. He, dude, he was the offensive coordinator for Johnny Menzel when he won the Heisman. And then he got the – and then that, that year got him Texas Tech. That's exactly what happened. And, yeah, He's Patrick not- Mahomes played very well for him. But, like, yeah, Johnny Menzel, Patrick Mahomes, like, I feel like to be a quarterback whisperer, you have to have, multi, like, three-plus – so basically Lincoln Riley. He's killed yeah. it with Kyler, but the rest of the team is like he should be the offensive coordinator, not the head coach. Because their defense has, is atrocious. Has there ever been a situation where a head coach has been demoted to coordinator in the NFL? Do you guys know? Greg I Williams. feel like you're about to tell us there is one. Greg Williams. No, I genuinely didn't know. Greg Williams, uh, he was promoted when Adam Gaze got fired. He was promoted to – or no, I'm sorry. It's actually Hugh Jackson. So Hugh Jackson got fired. Greg Williams steps up. He, they go on and the Browns win games, and he was rumored to be the head coach. And then Freddie Kitchens gets the job. And then uh, Greg Freddie Williams Kitchens, ends up getting Alabama fired going to the Jets. Okay, uh, but Greg Williams still had the interim tag. Like they never took that off. I'm talking a guy like a guy who stays on the same team but loses position. Yeah, I'm talking about a guy who's hired to be head coach. And there has to be somebody, right? Like, like I feel like I feel like somebody like Romeo Cornell. Hundred year history of the NFL. (laughs) Like there has to be somebody. (laughs) Like Romeo Cornell, or I feel like maybe even Jeff Fisher. Like Jeff Fisher definitely would have been one of those guys, probably. Like, but like who takes that demotion? Like, no, because I'm, people are okay with nine to, with nine and seven. No, Jeff Fisher's Mr. Seven and Nine. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's a really good question. I, I really don't know. So I feel like from, like, a respect standpoint, from, like, the player perspective, like, I don't necessarily know how easy the transition that is. Well, I mean, I feel like there's some cases where, and, and I could be wrong, where you these players lobby for somebody to be a head coach. And it maybe it's just like, look, maybe they're just not ready yet. Maybe it's by a couple years, but they're still good at what they do. Clearly, they're coaching in the NFL. So I know it might be a pride thing for a lot of these guys because uh, a lot of them are alphas. But I mean, look, if you're making this much money and it's like, look, we just don't think you're working out as a head coach, but like come back, be our linebacker coach, be our defense coordinator, be our special teams coordinator. Like, like just admit like you just weren't ready. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, being like, okay, I, like, clearly lied on my resume. Like, I, you know, <laughs> well, like, I, like, I'm not good at Excel, okay? Like, let's, let's take it back a little bit. So, that's kind of what it should be like. That's fair. Uh, I, I see that. N- not, I looked it up quickly, but no. Besides, like, interim guys, yeah. the closest there is is, like, Gunther Cunningham, who was fired by the Kansas City Chiefs, spent three seasons with the Titans, and that brought on his defensive coordinator with the Chiefs again. And then Dave Campo, but that's a six-year gap. So, no. Wow. That has never happened. Partially because I feel like any guy, you go, hey, we know you're the head coach, but we're going to demote you to coordinator. I go, no. You're still making six figures to a million dollars. Like, oh, 100%. Me. It, if I were a head coach, and that's probably why, because I don't have the ego to do it. If they're like, hey, you kind of suck as our head coach. You want to be our offense coordinator? I'd be like, sure. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, but I get it, though. I mean, like, a lot of these guys are alphas, are hard-headed. You know, they've been in the industry. Um, I mean, dude, could you imagine, like, Lane 
you know, when he was uh, picked to be the head coach of the Oakland Raiders and, and Al Davis be like, dude, you were not ready for this. Like, how about you just go back to be, how about you become our OC instead of our head coach? I'm curious to be what that conversation would have been like. But Joey Freshwater don't fuck like that. Come on. <laughs> dude, Joey Freshwater, true alpha. That's my brother. <laughs> I don't know if I'd admit that on live television. <laughs> Look, if he's clean. Oh, wait, is this live? No, okay. no, it's not live. Oh. Jared can edit out if you just really beep want it to. out. Beep, beep it out for me. We do the little, we do the little like the little beep. No, I just cut <laughs> it that, out because I'm that that much No, because it'd be funny. Then I'll get the people yeah, going. Yeah, just beep it out. <laughs> the people are gonna be like, so "What the fuck?" So much harder for me, you jackasses. No, it's not. If you want to send me this, I can download this clip, put the beep in place, and then send it back to you to do your ending. I got it. I got it. Not He's that hard. got it, guys. Is that confirmed um, by the uh, the mutual like uh, igloo that you stayed in? I I literally witnessed it happen. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wow. that's even um, weirder. Oh, that is wild. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't okay. mean like I saw like the act being done. Yeah. That's I was not like, yeah, I filmed it. He was yeah. like, yeah, I did it no. first. And I filmed okay. right okay. after. He's no, a no, big no, no. Stop, 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 stop. I watched it happen <laughs> at a certain at a certain um restaurant slash bar. Uh, At the restaurant and bar? That's wild, dude. <laughs> but no, like, I saw them leave together. That was, That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I didn't, like, okay, uh, you need to work on clarifying what you mean. I need to work not drinking a lot of Kettle One <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> and, the guy, and then, by the way, I record my podcast right after this. So, <laughs> oh, so Jesus, Cruise Control Podcast is going to be a must-listen this week. Just <laughs> okay. like every so, week. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, I... I'm not going to lie. So we took a week off. I started a new job last week. So it's been very like hectic and it's been very like very just like everything thrown at me. So I needed a fucking week. Plus not to mention my intern was drunk as shit in Milwaukee watching the Bucks win. <laughs> and, so he was useless. and so he's been useless for like the last week. He, I feel like he's still hung over. Um, so <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so this week we're back at it. We're going to go over NBA finals, Olympics. Uh, we're going to talk Texas, Oklahoma. Um, and then we're kind of going to give like a little preview of what we got coming up in the next couple weeks. Like we have a lot of really fun college football guests coming on, uh, from Bleacher Report, ESPN, uh, Outkick coverage. Like we got it possibly even Barstool Sports. We, you know, you never, you never know. We got some, we got oh, some pretty wow. good things to work. Enemy lines. No. Nah, enemies. <laughs> No, <laughs> ESPN's our enemies. She's blonde and she's pretty, and, and you know she makes me blush every time I think about her. Ah, wait, no further wait. questions, Your Honor. Uh, I, yeah, I don't let me know her name, huh? Uh, Cruz, is it face where blood ru- blood rushes to when you think about her, or is it another body part? Mm, yeah, that's I good said point. face. I said what I said. I said face. I know what you said, but I'm asking if that's actually that's what it is. Face. I, in my glass, say we plead the fifth. And, <laughs> guess and I what, say face. This isn't a court of law, so I can make you answer this. I lawyered. <laughs> I, I swear on the on the Athlon Sports College Football Book, answer my right it. hand on it, on the Bible. <laughs> nope. Can't make me do it. So, Cruz, uh, I may face. Oh, by the way, I may Facetime you during the game in on Labor Day weekend. By the way, I no chance I'll answer. Oh, 
You no, no, no. It's not not because I don't want to talk to you. It's because my, the service in that stadium is oh, it's atrocious. I've heard it's, it's atrocious. Also, Cruz is terrible at texting people back. That's not true. I, I no, literally he texted you back. Right? You. It's just you, buddy. Did I not? Did I not call you back immediately when you texted me? I called you. And then. Okay. Uh, by the see. way, you and, and then I texted you again Friday. Friday. What? You didn't. Did you? Oh no. Did he? I'm looking at it right now. Uh. Oh. Did you texted me at 8:55 on a Friday when I'm out? Yeah, I expect an answer the next day. Yeah, dude, that's easy act. Like when you're waiting in line to get into the bathroom at the bar, that's the best time to respond to people. What bars oh, do you I go that you wait in the bathroom? You're a guy. I, I didn't know, expect you'd be an surprised. answer that night. I expect an answer that like the next. No, because then I woke. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I had kind of a boozy weekend, so like I'm not proud of it. Like I, I had to decompress. Like went out Friday, had a little too much to drink. Um. Saturday, we. I got a drunken snap for you, which was great, by the way. Thank you, Cruz. What'd you say? I got a very drunken snap from you at like midnight on Friday, and it was made my night, so thank you. I don't remember sending it, nor do I want to know. Drunk snaps? I didn't know I sent drunk snaps, so I'm sorry. He sends me drunk snaps all the time, and it's hysterical. Dude, you're just you're just making Kev very jealous right now. Um, (laughs) I'm a little sad. I'm the one who brought him onto the show. I'm the one who brought him to Belly Up, got him. Help get him a podcast. I suggested it to him, and I don't even get drunk snaps. But that Jerry, it was the most random shit too. I don't remember what it was, but I remember as I'm laying in my bed, I just got back from the bar, and I'm laughing my ass off because I'm like, "The fuck is this dude doing right now?" And then I passed. (laughs) Oh yeah, I did a bar mat shot on Friday. That's what it was. I did a bar mat shot. If you guys don't know what that is. Very disgusting. Do not recommend doing it. But was it the drainage ditch, and you just drank all of it? It was like they take it from the mat and then they they pour it into a glass. Oh my yeah, God, that makes it even worse. They so like the bar mats right there and they like individually pick it up and then they now like. So I had a, I was a one of my friends. Right one of my friends bartends there and she was like, "I bet you won't do it." And I was like, "Yeah, I will." And then I did it and I was. So have you been tested yet for every disease under the sun? Vaccinated motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about uh, the other Cruz, shit. Cruz, there's no vaccine for HIV. That's CD free since '93. See, I feel like though that drink that you just had is probably stronger than penicillin at stopping any bacteria in your body. No facts. Bro, there is there is no world. I mean, look, I have been alive for almost 29 years in August, and there is nothing that is yet to kill me. So, in short terms, I'm immortal. And bow down. Look, I I agree. Oh. I am also immortal. I haven't died yet, so. Just saying, you, you you like you do you do some of the shit I've done in my life, and you, you know you kind of just realize you know like I don't think I can actually die. And then, right. and then tomorrow I wake up and I fall down the stairs and I you know break my neck. So that's wait, kinda I funny. I have a question that might prove your immortality. Okay, let me hear it. Was it before or after Lane? Oh, oh, uh, no, it was, uh, wait, are you saying, like, was Lane first or was I first? Yes. I was first. Okay, never Let's mind. Let's go. That, that test results Let's go. Before Joey Freshwater, Cruz Oxenreiter. Right. 
Let's go! No. If if Lane was first, uh, yeah, I would buy into the Cruz is immortal. It's, I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, God, nobody can stop this guy. Literally, there's really... a flag there. Cruz was here first. Definitely wasn't the first, USA. and I definitely won't be the last. USA! USA! Okay. That way. I think we got to um, do a hard move on here. Um, yes, please. Here, you're leading this segment here. MLB trade deadline is coming up so fast um, as a team that is definitely going to be selling. What are the rumors going on right now with the deadline? What's happening? I mean, we had a trade, what, two weeks ago? We had What well, was the one that happened last week? Nelson Cruz going to Tampa. The Rays, baby. Yeah. Hit yeah, a home run his yeah. first at bat. Let's Eric, go. Yeah. Fucking Nelson uh, Cruz is a mortal, by the way. Yeah. He's huh? amazing. He has Tom Brady. He's immortal. What do people oh, named Cruz being immortal? Did you, did you see the report that came out today who the Rays are trying to trade for? If it's Chris Bryant. I Chris Bryant and Shazer. Uh, you're not getting Chris Bryant, by the way. Why not? I'm convinced he's either not getting traded or not going to the AFC East because the Red Sox have been rumored to be going after him. You mean the AL East? Yes. Sorry, AL East. For the past, like, three or four years, like, it's been Red Sox might be going after Chris Bryant. Red Sox. So, do you realize that we, out of the AL East, actually right now have the draft capital and the salary to take on both of these guys? So we could actually – did you realize, too, if we get this, Boston is in so much trouble because we're only a game back. New York's not catching us. So New York's not catching you. guys are coming um, on. Our hot take. Boy. Hot take. If the Rays get Chris Bryant, they still don't have the best third baseman in the AL East. Yeah, you're right. We just had the best roster in the AL East. Uh, once Chris Sale comes back, eh. Dude, okay, you act like you guys are – mountains ahead of us like look no. clearly we're bo- our, both of our teams are better than the o's and yeah. the yankees no, no i'm the uh is not a uh you're an idiot no it's like uh, it, it's really close but i think okay. if we're, you guys we're get chris a game bryant, back you yeah, do realize it, that. and that's what i'm saying it's really close if you guys get chris bryant once we get chris sale back i think it will still be very close but i think the red sox will have the edge all right, it's all relevant unless either you can beat the fucking Dodgers. But, Samir, what okay, is— no, the Giants. Are you kidding me? The Giants I'm, are the best I'm, team at baseball. It was, right? a, it was a joke. It was a joke. Okay. is just mad because the Diamondbacks can't beat either. Yeah. All right. But they do have the sickest—they do have the sickest hat in the MLB. Yeah. All right, uh, Samir, what do we got? What are some of the rumors going around? What do we got right now? Put your ear to the stone. What do we got? That's his internet freezes. Incredible. No. Get a Wi Fi extender. Jesus. Get your shit. What do you mean? Okay. I have to say, I have to say, listen, Jared, I'm sorry for that we all have to beat up on you, but my life as a Yankees fan has been so unbelievably shitty the past, like, I don't know, forever that just getting one little slam dunk makes me feel good. Wait, how many Yankees World Series do Wait, you have? Wait, what in did your you even time? say? One? I didn't even hear you. One. One. 2009, right? Yeah, 2009. Well, I mean, yeah. Nah, okay, how are you yeah, dumping on me? Because, like, I didn't hear what you said. Well, we all just say that the Diamondbacks suck. We all just yeah, argued about do. how, how our teams are going to we'll be. Top, we'll have a top three. And then we're just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so hold on. So let me yeah, ask yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. All right, is, anyways. Who's the worst fan base in all the sports? Is it? The Yankees, Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Lakers, or Georgia football? Dallas Cowboys. 
Cruz, I saw you said that the Yankees were the worst team, and I was going to, like, respond no, to your no, no, tweet. No. I was going to be no. like, come on, man. I did not say they were the worst team. I said they had Or worst fan base, base, whatever. In baseball, they yeah. do. I mean, it's not even remotely close. No, I agree. I, I agree. Because you know why? I, look, I'll put it like this. You're, are, I have never met – like, okay, that's actually not true. I say I have met more Yankees fans who have never stepped foot in the state of New York, let alone the city of New York City, and they claim to be diehard Yankees fans. They yell at children. They throw things. They try to fight people in the stands. They try to, like, rest on their championships that half of them weren't even alive for, let alone remember. And then they act like they're head and shoulders better than everybody else. They are the equivalent of Notre Dame fans of of baseball because they because they rest on the laurels of their history. Love it. Uh, So my thing is, as a Yankees fan— it just makes me so incredibly fucking frustrated because half of – no, more than half of Yankees fans don't know shit about actual baseball. And they're just like, are Yankees – it's a brand. It's like Supreme. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm a Yankees fan. It's like, come on, guy. No, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's, like that, it's like that bright-eyed girl that just graduates college who like moves to New York and just wants to be cool. So she buys a Yankees hat. And it's like, oh, I'm a Yankees yeah. fan. Or, or the guy who's just like who wants to pretend he knows sports to impress his friends, and the only baseball player you can name is A. Rod or Jeter. As a as a guy who grew up in a Yankees family but was a Yankees fan, I, I will say this: um, I've been to Yankee Stadium like four times. The Yankees okay, fans are interesting. That- I, I've been there twice as an opposing fan. I've been to two Yankees Diamondbacks games, which are, by the way are hysterical because you just yell 2001 and they get fucking irritated. Um, <laughs> okay, I will give a get out of jail free card for people who own a Yankees hat but don't cheer for the Yankees because those Yankees hats are, I, I admit, they're oh they're clean, they're fashionable, they're, they're clean, they're beautiful, they're beautiful. The hats. OG Yankees hat is clean. It's beautiful. And like I look, I, I need. Admit, one. I had one. I don't have school. Yankees. I had one in high school. I had a I had an OG's Yankees hat. But I was not a Yankees fan. I just thought it looked really cool. And then once I realized, like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. You know, also it's clean the 2001 Diamondbacks World Series hat. The black oh, with the, uh, the purple. Yeah, yeah. The copper oh, D. That one's so clean with the patch. I have it. I wear it only in nice occasions. It is the nicest hat I own. Okay. So I have three what about, what, about, what about the retro Tampa Bay Devil Rays? Oh, that one's gas, oh, too. Yeah, that was a, solid. I have a buddy who has as a snapback, surprise. I have a Wade Boss. Oh, guys. Double Rays jersey. Breaking news. Guys, breaking news. Breaking news. We have to stop for everything right now. Xavier Howard requested a trade. Oh, Going fuck. Going to New Orleans. Let's go. Will you stop it? You're worse than me. <laughs> he came yeah, and he was holding it. Yeah, wait. He came here. What are the Vegas the odds? Where's he, where's, where's he likely to land? Let's go. Let me, let me hear it. I just got to, uh, well, I mean, let's see. I mean, it just happened. Well, no, but he's there. He's been like rumored to be traded for like a week or two now. So like, and I saw like the Eagles, the Saints, the, I think the, well, we're the out, I think the Titans or something. Titans. That's honestly, that's my sleeper right there. Dude, if, okay, but think about this. Xavier Howard and Marshawn Lattimore, it's, Cardinals. Well, I know that sounds great, but if you guys have a functioning moron as a quarterback, you guys are only going to win eight games anyway. Hey, Jameis can see. Defense is good. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jameis yeah. can see now, so find nine games. Bro, the Giants won with fucking Eli at quarterback, so I'm sure we can win with Jameis. Yeah, yeah you can. Twice. 
Can can I make my three comments about the Yankees real quick? Can yes, I, please. As a Red Sox fan. Yeah. One, I forget one of them actually. One, uh, people wearing Yankees hats because they're cool. I can't really relate to that. <laughs> no one near like who I was friends with did that. Yeah, that makes Pat sense. I mean, the Sox have great hats too. Yeah. I, I will say, I used to wear a Yankees hat all the time. My dad started calling me. He used to say that I look like Short Round from Indiana Jones, so I stopped. I like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Jesus Christ. Super racist, but That's super funny. That's hysterical, though. Really? Um, two. <laughs> so, Samir is not one of the bad Yankees fans. No, I'm going to come out and say that. Samir is a logical. When it comes to the Yankees, he, he knows what they are. He knows what they aren't. I'm not going to say he's a logical baseball fan, but in terms of the Yankees, he's very logical, <laughs> understands them. And I already forget my third point. So, Except for when it comes to um, X-Woba and uh, the shift. Ooh. I was going to say, oh, there's I so many it. big Yankees fans <laughs> don't, don't know Aaron Judge's X-Woba. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every Yankees know Aaron Judge's X-Woba every year. Also, Samir, you don't even know what X-Woba is. I literally got a yes, text from Mike Berline you literally the day after. Said, you, you literally said that it is almost impossible to get your ex-WOBA above your WOBA when, like, <laughs> 20 opposite. guys did that. All right, we're not getting into this argument again because I swear to God, that was the most painstaking live stream I've ever done. I never drank so much whiskey in my life that night. Um, that was the most fun I've ever had on a live okay. Oh, I had a blast, but at the end of the day, I was like, Jesus Christ, if I hear x one more time, I'm going to throw something at my intern. Um, this the- just came out right here. So Xavier and Howard odds of where he's most likely to land. They're being processed. Yeah, Cardinals Teams have come out. The Cardinals right now. Cardinals are the high. Cardinals right now, right now are the favorites. The Eagles Seahawks. The Seahawks. The Saints. Okay. And the Saints, NFC, the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs are one. Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. and Figures like out. we said, the Titans right now are the are the little dark horse. But don't sleep on the 49ers. And the Rams. Rams have also, a hit. I mean, Rams, they, gonna, the Rams don't have anything to give up. I mean, unless they have the no Eagles draft capital. Package, in, unless the Eagles package Zach Ertz, I don't see us getting Xavier Howard. So. Zach Ertz isn't enough to get Xavier Howard. Oh, I know, I know. It's going to be Zach Ertz in one of our draft picks next year, which is ironically There's, one of the Miami It Packers. would probably have to be Zach Ertz in a first. They have Gusecki. Which, I mean, I'm not, I'm not angry with because Xavier Howard, Darius Slay, and Steve Nelson, and um, Zach McPherson's our fourth reserve corner. I don't hate that secondary oh, yeah, at all. I forgot about Gusecki. It might be Ertz and two persons. No. Gusecki's still on his rookie contract. Why would you take on Ertz's contract and give him draft capital? It makes no sense. Okay, so no, look at this. Oh, maybe no, Andrew, the Dolphins would get two first. Maybe Andre Dillard because okay, they need to so tackle badly. I'd say this. If the Saints gave up a first-round pick and then you give up, I don't know, let's say let's say a first and a third, you're giving that Saints team the best secondary in the NFC because you have Lattimore, Howard, Malcolm Jenkins, Char- or, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and Marcus Williams. All in the same back, uh, all in the same backfield as as defensive back. That's the best secondary in the NFC. Pairing them with an All Pro in Demario Davis, and then you have an All Pro in Cam Jordan, and then uh, you just added um, Quan Alexander. Most likely is going to come back and play for the Saints. So I mean that that's a scary looking defense right there. If 
it happen. I don't think it will. I actually think he's going to go to the Eagles. I don't know why. I feel like he's uh, he fits the Eagles like very oh, well scheme wise. I can see the Cardinals. Tennessee, that's my that's my pick. I like, would go Cardinals. Do you think Tennessee just wants to go all out? I just think like Tennessee they're just going all in on the season. Tennessee thinks they got Julio for two years. They've got these guys. They have this offense ready to rock and roll. They lack a secondary presence. They lost to Dory Jackson. And I'm going to talk about Dory a little bit during my last call. But honestly, I think Xavier Howard, they'll make the moves to get him because then that gets them in one corner. They have their defense back up. They can actually possibly make a stop along with the Derrick Henry, the Julio, the A.J. Brown. I think it makes total sense for them, honestly. I, I think Arizona. Chandler Jones wants out. Try and get a package where Xavier mm. Howard replaces P-Pat and Chandler Jones gets a change of scenery. No chance. Pat, no, look, Xavier Howard is a top three corner in the league right now. Chandler, Jones, Chandler Jones is a top two edge rusher in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, five. But yeah, no. Mm, top, eh. top five. I would say no harder than, like, he's four. At the when league. healthy, he will lead the league in sacks. When or healthy. At least top three. When healthy. Besides Mac and Miles Garrett, I don't really see him falling any far. If you don't throw Aaron Donald in there, too. Well, no, he's not an edge rusher. You have Cleo Mack. You have, um, no, and then you have Zazarius Des- Smith. Uh, no, Zazarius no, is back into the top 10. Let's not, let's not like try to act like he's like. Okay, fair enough. I, Chandler Jones is great, but that's a contract you got to take on. And then I, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm surprised he doesn't want to stay. You get about, well, with DNs, DNs, the shelf life for DNs is about 35. They're, they're surprisingly, their, their shelf life is higher than most. I have a feeling this is Cam Jordan's last year in New Orleans. With that contract, yeah. Like I think, like I think he's gonna retire. I really do. Um, so like, but he's still top ten. Like Cam Jordan's still great. I just oh, like. Oh no, I would put if I was gonna do edge rusher right now, I put him at least like seven or eight. I would not I would say so. Him. He had a down year last year. He got a lot of QB hits, but he did not get a lot of sacks. But I mean, like if you look back from 2017 to 20 the 2019, there's only two guys in the league that had more sacks than he does. That was Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack. Um, wow, we went way off the rails. We went from we had breaking news. Samir, any MLB trades? Rumor. I'll right? do it quickly. Any, yeah, any I'll do big quick. names? Any? Let's just do big names. Any big names like rumors be getting moved? Yeah, I mean, okay. So just to like recap, obviously last uh, weekend uh, the Padres traded for Adam Frazier, who's the MLB leading the MLB in hits. He was uh, second baseman for the Pirates. It's just interesting to see where that. I mean, just a ton more firepower for the offense, a guy that can get on base all the time. They just have so many infielders that it just kind of – I don't know where he'll fit in. Maybe he can play outfield. What is I think Cronenworth is going to st- – I think – I think uh, to be honest, I think their uh, infield will now look like every day Cronenworth at first. They're just going to give Hosmer days off. Cronenworth. Okay. And then beyond that, uh, the Scherzer – trade rumors have ramped up uh i think the giants are big in on him i would really like it'd just be such a big dick move if the giants got him uh they announced that the yankees he would say no to the yankees so fucking get your panties out of a twist yankee fans um other than that yeah i think we're all just waiting for the scherzer trade they're saying within 48 hours he's gonna get traded he's and he has a no true it's gonna be a ray that is that would be really interesting really interesting Chris can, Bryant, can I, is, and, but in him, he's going to be a Ray. I'm calling it right now. Can I point out the worst hypothetical trade? The second worst hypothetical trade, like oh, top please. two that I've ever seen. Please. This dude, Darrow, Dero, I don't know, 
But Coley makes been tweeting about him all day. His trade proposals have been posted on like MLB TV and stuff. Uh, Max Scherzer to the Red Sox for Nick York, MLB.com's Red Sox number eight prospects, and third baseman Blaze Jordan, the Red Sick Sox name. number ten prospect. The name alone, I could see it, but besides that, why would the Nationals ever accept this trade? And then we're going back a year. We're piling on that this guy is awful trade. Same guy. Uh, Rafael Devers, Nathan Avaldi, and Cash for to the Braves for Austin Riley, Kyle Wright, and Ian Anderson. Those are uh, two of the uh, honestly. Yeah, Ian Avaldi's good. I don't no, know. Ian Anderson no, is really the, talented, though. To be fair, but for the Red Sox, that's still not a great trade because yeah, Devers showed improvement over the first couple years of his career defensively because he was already a great hitter. And Evaldi was became like our closer, and then the Scherzer trade is horrible for the Nationals. They would never do it. Well, let me ask: so the guy who tweeted it, does he have a blue check mark? Uh, it was tweeted by Coley Mick. Let's see if he has a Coley Mick does not have a blue check mark. Then it must not be true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank We're you. We're lodged right there from Mr. Your enlightenment. I'm just saying. Uh, right, look, I'm, no, I may, we, may not have drunkenly applied for my blue check mark. I'm just saying. I did that sober. <laughs> also, we cannot slander members of the Section 10 podcast on this podcast. They're friends of ours. I would never do that. I would never do that. We love you the Section 10. You literally just slandered Coley. I, I, I am not slander. a slander. I just asked if he had a blue check mark. Um, but uh, some more semi-breaking news. Are we done with MLB talk? Yeah, we're done with MLB. The man with the dumbest name in college football, Tathan Martell, is coming <laughs> home. Blake Barnett 2.0 is going to the UNLV Rebels. I didn't even know they had a football team until about three weeks ago. That's the worst part about this whole story. The man who caught one catch for us his entire career at Miami is going to UNLV. Bro, he was going to change the program. Uh, I mean, that guy, that Ken guy is doing a pretty good job so far. The man who got a college offer in like eighth grade from Lane Seven. Kiffin. Seventh, seventh, grade. seventh grade. Okay. Holy hell! They're allowed to I knew, that, uh, uh, that young. Yeah. So, get this though. Do you know who was in his recruiting class in 2017? Yeah. Oh, I, I, Tua, I the, Mac Tua. Jones. Yeah. Uh, you had you had uh um what's it Jake Fromm? Which granted he hasn't really done much in the pros, but I mean like you're looking at guys who were, like, severe, or, uh, and then he was on that fucking QB1 show on Netflix, if you remember. Oh, God, that show was atrocious. I did get to see Brevin Jordan, though. That made me happy. He is the most arrogant, self-centered Johnny Menzel wannabe I think I've ever seen. And then the moment I saw him on that TV show, I was like, this kid is fucked. The fact he, he, because you know why I mean, he wasn't going to a small school he was going to ohio state and say what you want about urban meyer and ohio state but dude urban meyer ate egos like that a lot dude he put up with aaron hernandez riley cooper brandon spikes uh, carlos dunlap Janoris jenkins joe hayden tim tebow like big pouncy twins like dude put up with the biggest ass egos and you don't think he can handle a five nine white quarterback from nevada please I mean, let, let's be honest, though. I mean, it's not surprising Tate Martell had a big ego. He was offered 
uh, scholarship in seventh grade. He went to Bishop Gorman. Yeah, the great the, like the, the Alabama of high school programs. They win national athletes. championships guys, every year. These guys pump out D like four or five star recruits like it's their job. Oh, Isn't wait, your best player from Bishop Gorman like uh Buddha Baker or Buddha or whatever his name is? Uh, yeah, um, Bubba Bolden is from. Yeah, Bubba Bubba Bubba. He's, he's our best defensive Buddha Baker. Our yeah, but Bubba Bolden. Yeah. yeah, Bubba Bolden, our best defensive players from uh, Bishop Gorman. Yeah. I mean, these – and then, the, uh, what, the kid from – the backup quarterback that Tate Martell – Our number one offensive weapon last year was for Bishop Gorman. Uh, the guy who got trapped by the Texans. Um, yeah. Revan Jordan. And then um, the quarterback who backed up Tate Martell uh, the, is now the starting – was the, he had an offer from UCLA to play wide receiver and quarterback before he even touched field for Bishop Gorman. Uh, DTR. Um, uh, Robinson, um, for the quarterback for UCLA. Like, yeah. This team – is known for just beating the shit out of teams in Nevada. Now, granted, they also play like Miami Northwestern, uh, the, like modern days, the Servites, the the big West Coast teams, and then they shit. They went to Texas and beat the hell out of those guys. But like, I think the funniest thing out of this too is that the the Twitter DM battle that he had with Nick Stokel or whatever the fuck his name is uh, from Texas A&M, who's now at San Jose State. Dude, they play each other in October, and Nick Sokol today tweeted out, hey, college game day, I have a really fun offer for you. They come do the the UNLV-San Jose State game. Like, Loki, I want to watch that game. I want to watch that game now if Miami – like, you know, like Miami's what, on. But like, what weekend is that? I got to see because if there's, like, not a big game on – like My I biggest – my, my best – everything about Tate Martell corrects me because he lost a starting job to Jarrett Williams, the same Jarrett Williams who basically would come to games – so hungover, he'd throw picks the and bad throws the entire first half, and then would wake up at halftime and start lighting up the scoreboard. Okay. The same guy who base got cut because he had a partying ring in the Miami locker room. Okay, so the weekend that they play is October 23rd, which is the third Saturday in October. So obviously you have like Alabama, Tennessee. I want to see what other games. Alabama, Tennessee is going to be over by the end of the first quarter. Are we acting like that's going to be a close game? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have a wedding that that I'm in that weekend, so I'll be I'll just going to like prematurely smoke my cigar. So, um, pretty shitty about that. But I kind of want to see if there's like a big game that weekend. That like, okay, so there's like Ohio State, Indiana, which we don't really know how Indiana is going to be this year. Kind of, I kind of hope they're good. Shout still. out to Tom Allen for going on our boy uh, Vince Stover's uh, podcast, by the way. Well, yeah, I did see that. I, I need to, I need to tune in. That is a definite must listen. Um, so let's game see. Game. Miami plays future ACC champion in uh, NC State. So, are you on crack or? No, I was just kidding. Did you not see the whole thing where yeah, a guy I came saw, out and voted? I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, it was. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, Tennessee plays Alabama. Northwestern plays Michigan. Clemson plays Pitt. Um. Uh, Carolina play or South Carolina plays A and M. LSU plays Ole Miss. That actually be a pretty good game. Um, ooh, upset alert! UMass versus Florida State because fuck Florida State. Um, I uh, I mean other ooh okay so USC Notre Dame but other than that I mean why not? I, well, mean, I mean if UNLV and San Jose's Lake game I'm definitely down to watch that. Um. Because Miami, Miami, NC State is gonna be like one o'clock kickoff, noon kickoff. This is unrelated, but the funniest thing that I've ever seen. 
I'm looking at the 2017 recruiting class for quarterbacks. There were three quarterbacks, both dual and pro, with a higher rating than Tate Martell. Wait, who? Tua. Obvious. Davis Nash- Mills. Oh, okay. And Hunter Johnson. Hunter Johnson went to Clemson? For a year. And then where's he at now? Washington. Okay. Uh, but he he didn't play in 2020. Or Northwestern, sorry. He's at Northwestern. My bad. Okay. But he didn't play in 2020. So you took so Alabama had two national championship winning quarterbacks in the same class, and Tate Martell is now on his third team. That's fun. Yes. Also, some other guys from this class, like you mentioned, Cruz, Jake Fromm, Miles Brennan, the most disappointing player in LSU history. That's not true. He's he's not that bad. He got hurt last year. Yes, but also he wasn't playing well when he played, and also the. The height LSU fans were putting on this team. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's where I'm coming from. Okay, fair. Uh, Sean Clifford, who hasn't played well for Penn State, but still big-time starter, gets some national coverage. And let's go to the dual threat guys because there's some names on there too. Uh, Tua obviously mentioned. Kellen Mond, Sam Ooh. Ellinger. Ooh. Sean Robinson, who was a starter for Mizzou this year. Yeah. Uh, Nikozi Perry. Whoa, that's my boy oh. right there. Oh, okay. Rocky Lombardi, which I just know him because of his name. That's a sick-ass name. That's, Rocky that's Lombardi? Wait, is, that, is he related to Joe Lombardi? He better be Italian. <laughs> Please tell me he's related. Wait, where did he go to school? Uh, He committed to Michigan State. Oh, that's a And he's still at Michigan State. Oh, that's, that's actually, he might be at NIU. Ooh, go Huskies. Okay, yep, so hold on. Would you really – and this is kind of like a hot take, but like I wouldn't consider to a dual threat quarterback. I wouldn't either. He's a I pro cons- style. I really wouldn't consider Sam Ellinger a dual threat quarterback either. Oh, my God. Dude, he's Tim Tebow right-handed. What are you talking about? <laughs> that dude is a fucking linebacker playing quarterback. He's like 6'4", 240. Sam Ellinger is 6'1", 250. Oh, shit. Wait, he's 6'1"? 6'1 and a half. Oh, my God. He looks so big on TV. Also, Texas in Kansas. high school, yeah, two probably <laughs> was dual threat because he could run faster than everyone because he was going to a D1 program. Okay, I will say I did watch Tua, like, run 40 yards on a bad ankle against LSU. Or a bad knee, I should say. But, yeah, that's fair. Still incredible play. All right. Oh, amazing so We're going to shoot past all the Olympic news because, I mean – who cares? Oh, uh, no, Who cares? no, we, sh- we should talk about Simone Biles because I have a hot take about that. All right, so we're going to okay. talk a little Simone Biles here. We're going to X off football for a little bit before we get to uh, – we'll talk a little more football probably for our last call. But, Kevin, what do you got about Simone Biles? So Simone Biles sat out of the uh, finals for the Olympics due to mental health issues, which is completely understandable. If you don't think – it's the same thing. If you have a tweaked knee, you're going to sit out because you don't think you can perform at maximum capacity. Uh, Clay Travis. In 1996, Kerry Stroog landed on a one-foot vault to win the U.S. gold. In 2020s, Simone Biles pulled herself out of competition because of mental issues, and her team won silver. Debate, discuss. Society has moved past the need for Clay Travis. Sorry, Clay. I'm pretty sure mental yeah, that's health Yeah, that's stupid. I saw that. 
I'm pretty sure mental health issues have taken more lives than a bum ankle. Facts. Dude, do you know how much money Simone Biles makes off of endorsements because of her ability to do what she does? Do you you realize how young she is compared to, like, where Olympic gymnasts were? Like, like she's by by far the most famous Olympic gymnast, uh, women's gymnast, or gymnast in general. Yeah, gymnast. Absolutely. Gymnast in general ever. She makes so much money off of endorsements because of her abilities and what she does. So if she's not 100% to do what she does and she fears, like, risking her career because she is a long – long future in what she's doing. And if for, if for one second she's like, hey, if I don't hit this and I tear an Achilles or I tear like I tear something and it takes years of recovery and rehab and I can't qualify for the next Olympics and that's another four years and then you got to wait another four years for the next Olympics, that's it. I mean, dude, fuck guys like Trey, like Clay Travis. And like, it, it, excuse my French, like he is like a wannabe like hot take artists, like bullshit. Like I, I think that's absolutely ridiculous to, to even like remotely compare the situations. It's absurd. It's also comparing someone who gets injured before a game saying like you should have played to going, oh, well, this person got injured during the game. So they're automatically back. Also, it doesn't fucking matter because the Olympic judges weren't giving Simone Biles the points she should have gotten because they were afraid, you know, other people who are the best athletes in the world would hurt themselves trying to beat her. Yeah. It's absurd. Couldn't agree I more. Saw, I saw a tweet today because I do follow Clay Travis for comedy on Twitter. Like, I, I, some of the stuff he tweets out literally makes me just laugh my ass off. Because I used to listen to his show when I'd be, like, working early shifts at work. And I would laugh my ass. Because, like, it was always – it was entertaining listening on the ride into New York Life back when I used to work there. And I kind of kept listening. And – he is just the most wild. Like he is literally pulling so hard to be the next Jim Rome, and it's not working. The fact that Fox basically pushes him, Fox of all people, Fox Sports pushes him off into his little corner and lets him do his thing. He gets minimal, like minimal, like viewership. He goes on the betting show they have, which actually is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, but like basically, they kind of just shut him off into his corner for. Um, I'll kick the coverage and they kind of let him do his own thing. I find it hysterical, but I mean, this whole, t- I mean, mental health issues are not something to poke fun at or make any help, many ache, any joke at. Cause they're a very serious issue, especially in modern society. So I think, I think too, it's like, okay, look, he could have gone in so many different routes. He could have been like, you know what? Like she was looking out for herself. She's looking out for her endorsements being selfish. She was looking out to just like, she was watching out for her yeah. brand. He had, about four, lay- he had about four layups and tried to hug up a, ha- yeah. a half-court shot. Basically. Yeah, those are like – those are solid points to be like, oh, she didn't really care about winning a gold or a team. She cared more about her brand of endorsements. Like like arguments like that, you could be like, oh, well, you know, maybe being a good point. Blaming a, a teenager on her mental health capacity in an Olympics where – not only do you not have a normal childhood, like you do realize like you're under the biggest microscope being watched by millions of people worldwide, not just country, not a nationwide worldwide. And you are arguably one of the greatest gymnasts of all time. So of all time, she is 24, but yeah, 
Oh, yeah, 24. Sorry. So when she got big, she was obviously a teenager. Yeah. She was 16. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so 20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when it was so when she got big and, and everything like that, and she's had a microscope on her, and she's just like oh, yeah. she's never had it. Like, dude, she, her life has been dedicated to this, and so obviously, like, look, if she like mentally, if she feels like, look, this could ruin my life, or if like I like I can't I can't take the the guilt or the stress or the um, obligation that I'm going to lose this for my team, like my teammates who are also there to win gold medals, not just her, but them, her teammates to win gold medals. Dude, how bad would you feel if like you went out there and you knew you weren't a hundred percent and because you were hurt and you mess up, like you miss a block, you miss it. You like, you strike out, you, uh, you, you miss a layup or, uh, or a free throw. And it's because of you, because you were hurt and you were selfish and your team lost because of you. That's, I feel like that had a lot to play in with it. And she wanted to be a good teammate. So I hate that the blame she's getting, because I feel like deep down she did the right thing. But I mean, people like Clay Travis are just doing, he's like, he's a, he's a racist Skip Bayless is the way I look at Clay Travis. Yeah, he's, he's a hot take artist a who, who I'm pretty sure says the hard ER behind clo- uh, in, 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 you know, in front of people. I'm surprised he doesn't here. Also, Clay Travis posted something from OutKick talking, taking the Deshaun Watson situation to go on an anti-vax rant. So that really tells you about the piece of shit that Clay Travis is. Yeah. Wait, he, Deshaun Watson from an anti-vax in total, there are 24 different women that accused Deshaun Watson of sexually assaulting them. The NFL has done nothing, have, hasn't done anything, anything to him. I guess he's lucky. At least he's got his vaccine. Otherwise, he might be dangerous to the league. So he used these women's lives potentially being ruined to talk about the COVID vaccine. Deshaun Watson should never play football ever again if these allegations are true. Which, I mean, at this point, I feel like they kind of are because didn't he try to settle out of court? Like, I don't... Like I kind of st- because this, the Watson situation kind of got like quiet for a while, and then recently it's kind of like built back the up. Second, because, the second they announced he was coming to camp, it, it yeah, exactly. But like, look, I don't understand. I don't understand how this guy is like not in prison. That, that's not really true. Before a lot of them were civil cases. You're not going to go to jail for that. And then people start going to the police, and it's. They're look. They're investigating now. So from a PR standpoint, I wouldn't touch Deshaun Watson with a ten foot pole. Honestly, you, and I know the Texans are a joke, and we kind of talked about him earlier in the show, but they should just cut him. Like, does, if anyone else wants to touch him, it's fine. No, but we I, don't. I'll, look, I'll put it like no. I'll put it like this. I I actually don't mind what the Texans are doing because at the end of the day, they're a business, and yeah, they know they have a toxic asset, which. They have a toxic asset, but the difference is, though, is that, like, another shady-ass team, which, no offense, Jared, but your team's rumored to try and trade for him, and I'll you look at it, and you and you have a team that is willing to give up the amount of capital and future for a player that talented but that tainted, I don't blame what the Texans are doing. Now, at the end of the day, if, look, no one's going to bite on them, and then you're like, hey, I can't do shit with you. Like you're you're just like good luck, but we're there's no chance in hell we're gonna start you for you know we'll 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 win two games this year, but like you get you know you you're on your own, and then you it's it's kind of like 
I'm trying to think of a situation. It would be like a team if, if a team tried to sign Ray Rice, like right after he got like caught with the elevator video. Like I, no I mean, one touched him. Goodell needs to put him on the commissioner's exempt list and say you can't participate until this is over. Instead, the NFL is going to continue being that league where they care more about alleged deflated footballs instead of protecting people. So, so they'll they'll suspend a coach for a year for a for a, you know like players hitting each other hard or or deflated footballs or um crowd noise pumping or anything like that but god forbid you know you have a guy like this with the allegations this guy has and he's fine like yeah like i don't know like from a from a fan standpoint if you're if you're a woman and from a fan standpoint if you're like say okay let's say hypothetically like we'll pick none of our teams we'll say like the Raiders. We'll just say the Vegas Raiders. I'd be like, you know what? We'll take a chance on the guy. If you're a woman and you grew up a Raiders fan and you know the kind of shit this guy has done, like how can you stand there and like openly support your team like this? Like knowing be like, hey, like morals don't matter. Only winning matters. Like, dude, like I, it, it's kind of hard. Like it's like, look. After the whole Michael Vick thing, like with the, and I know it's not even nearly the same level, but like watching the dogs, kind of thing, it's like it's hard for it was hard for me to root for him. Like, like even after like how great of a player he was and like how he tried to redeem himself and whatnot, but like he's tainted, he's tainted goods. It always and puts another filter on him. Yeah. You can't look at him ever the same way again. No, I exactly. Heard no. Um, anything else on Deshaun Watson before we roll up to Kev's last weird shit? Actually, bring it back to Simone Biles real quick. Um, yeah, no, totally right decision on her part, mental health. Just wanted to throw that back in there to reaffirm Fair what us were talking about. Absolute good decision that, like, a lot of people have never been in, where once in every four years competition comes to fruition. And if you don't feel you can, like, you can perform, don't bring it there. Fair enough. All right, anything else before we move on to where shit? All right. As mentioned earlier before the show started, Weird Shit in Sports and Last Call are brought to you by the amazing folks at Yeats Official. Promo code CORNERBOOTH for 10% off on your order. Best sunglasses around. Polarized. Extremely affordable. Extremely stylish. Lots of new colorways just dropped. Check them out. YeatsOfficial.com. Promo code CORNERBOOTH. Kevin, what you got for me, buddy? So Jared asked me about Weird Shit. I haven't done them in a while, but I my go-to on this day.com in sports history uh in 1927 mel ott hit his first major league home run it led the nl in home runs six times 18 times led the giants in home runs he did that at 18 he's also in the park home run so that got me thinking what are some of the youngest guys to ever play professional sports christian mccoy adam mccoy adam mccoy there you go or Amobi Okoye, sorry. That's it, the guy for the Texans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is gets beat. Ooh. Uh, let me. That Wheedlin. He was became, 16 at Louisville. Yes, Bet Wheedlin became an NHL player at the age of 16. Mm. Uh, Joe. Nuxhall became an MLB player at the age of 15. Shit. 
during World War II, they were pushing younger guys up to replace soldiers. Like, you're too young to fight, but you can play professional sports. 15 years old, became a professional baseball player. However, the weird part of this, the oldest active professional athlete is almost 100 years older than the youngest ever professional athlete at their debut. What? What? Is it a turtle? <laughs> Stanislaw Kowalski, who was born in the Russian Empire, still alive, by the way, Shit. became a master's athlete in sprinting, shot put, and discus throw. He was 105 when he did that, and he's still considered active, and he's 111 now. The youngest professional athlete ever is Mauricio Baldivezio. I'm sorry, Baldivezio. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. A Bolivian football player who made his professional debut with Aurora in the Bolivian Top League at the age of 12. Holy shit. I mean, to be fair, that's just how soccer is. Like, soccer taps into, like, their academies, which is all, like, like young kids. Uh, he got the start. You're not a start, but he played because his father was the coach and put him in as a late game sub. Okay, so hold on. So 12, or no, I'm sorry, you say 12 or 13 is the youngest professional athlete ever? 12. 12. Okay, how old was Freddie Adu when he when he became professional? 14. Fuck. That was going to be my, like, that, yeah. that was going to be, like, my, my guess. It was Freddie Adu. Nice. At least for the U.S. U.S., I'm pretty sure he has it. Hmm. And then. Because Stanislaus in Poland and um, Mauricio, or how, his name is. How old was Bryce when he. Cause wasn't Bryce Harper in high school when he when he made it to the league? I believe Bryce Harper was 17 when he was drafted. So he's probably like the most recent teenager to make it to a professional sports league. I'm assuming, right? Uh, no. Teenager, no. No. No, because the NBA, you have 19 year olds coming in. All the time. Okay, that's true. Damn it, Damn. I forgot about that. Which the the whole one and done rule, or not one and done rule, but high school rules coming back. Yeah, so... Um, ironically, when Brawny's senior year is. Very ironic. I'm telling yeah, you, I, I had the theory Brawny's, Brawny's going to get drafted and LeBron's going to be a free agent that year and Brawny's going to be the first... LeBron's going to be the first player to ever play with the son on a major league uh, basketball team. Yeah. I think Probably. it's going to happen. Yeah. going to yeah. be on the Miami Heat. <laughs> I didn't even watch that. Also... Um, Raphael Devers, third baseman of the Red Sox, was signed as a free agent at 16 years old. Wow. There you go. Dude, at 16, I, I still struggle hitting a curveball. Mm. So there you go. That just shows how much these guys are different, a different breed. All right. Let's keep that smooth jazz. It's time for the last, the final last call of season five. Boys, you you all have known me for a very long time. Who is the one person in the Eagles organization I curse constantly? I wish him nothing but like horrible things usually. Rowie Joseman. <laughs> Close enough. I gotta give a shout out today because I saw a Instagram story and I sent to Kevin, and Kevin was like, you know what? To be honest, he has done a good job this year, and Kev's right. As a lot of times, yes, Kevin is usually right. Shout out to Howie Roseman, boys. In 2021, this man has only not fucked up his first overall pick. He actually drafted a good wide receiver, as Kev is out. Um, 
was able to sign Steven Nelson for a bargain over instead of trying to outbid the Giants for Adore Jackson, which I thought was the biggest move of the year for us, by the way. Saved us like eight million dollars of cap when we didn't have. And like got rid of bad a couple bad contracts and made good free agent moves. So shout out to High Roseman. That's it. But last call is a part two whenever the man of the hour gets back. You know, I really hoped he wouldn't walk away during me talking about him in here. Come on. He's, he's, he's being sad. It's about you, dude. He's just done with Taking you. the biggest shit ever. No, no, Saban was barking. Can I shout out the uh, U.S. Men's National Team? Real go quick? for it. Down Ooh. for it. Let's go. Yeah, so um, uh, probably no one cares about the Gold Cup whatsoever. It's an I every two-year. Okay, yeah, every every two-year competition. Uh, it's like North America's Copa. Um U.S. Men's National Team made it to the semifinals, and they're playing the Guest Nation uh, Qatar uh, Thursday at seven nine o'clock nine thirty. So, yeah, I don't know, later in the evening. But anyways, shout out to the boys for making it this far. I think this is probably the best U.S. Men's National Team that I've seen in my lifetime. So if we can win the Gold Cup, who knows about the World Cup? I'm off this. They're not going to win. They're not going to win the World Cup, but they'll go. Big they'll go a little bit soccer far. guy out here. I, I like. I turn into the biggest rabid USA soccer fan every four years. So if they if they win the World Cup, I will get the American flag tattooed on my ass. Same here, Cruz. I'm there with you, buddy. We'll get that's it. That's a that's a three way bet right now. The, yeah, uh... and Cruz get a tattoo on her ass. Bro, I have so many ass tat tat or, or ass tat bets right now because if Jameis Winston leads the Saints to the uh, Super Bowl this year, I'm getting a crab legs tattooed on my butt. I mean, I haven't made it. I haven't made an Eagles Super Bowl <laughs> tattoo this year, but like, I, I I feel like I may have to make one every single year. So I, I'm up for one. Of course, if you got one for me. Okay. So if, let me ask you this: Why Kev is is gone? And, and like, and please don't call me like I and I just I just want y'all's opinions. And this is I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask, and then I'm gonna be quiet so I don't give my fanboy answer. Is it unrealistic of me with the roster that we have? And with Jameis Winston, with the way he's looking, and Sean Payton's offense in his first year as a starter, and he's got the talent around him, is it crazy for me to think that the Saints are going to be a wild card team and a 10 win team? No. 10 win team? 10 win team? 10 and 7. 10 and 7 is my record. Totally reachable, especially this year. You guys don't have the worst schedule on the planet. Not the best, but not the worst. Totally realistic. I thought you were gonna say like twelve win team wins the AFC. Ten and, and seven is my is my record. Ten and seven. I could definitely see them being one of the wild card teams, especially with a three a three team wild card. Yeah. And we and we're going to beat Tampa Bay at home this year on the, on uh, on Halloween night. Uh, with full cap, yeah, obviously. Oh my god, yeah. Oh yeah. It, Kevin, you missed it, buddy. Literally, I just did the Eagles thing just to see if you'd leave or not, and you actually did. And I was like, shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is reaching the final minutes of season five. Um, once again, a big shout out to our intern for this season, Mr. Samir Singh. He, of course, is returning with a promotion. By the way, Woo! becoming yes. my becoming my sidekick next next year. Pat, of course, is returning as well. Cruz will come on occasionally, and the man allegedly. in the other corner, allegedly. Um, the man in the other corner will also return when he feels needed and necessary. Kevin, I feel like on our show is going to be the docile house cat. He just comes in when he feels like he wants to. And I'm totally fine with that. 
because he's got his own podcast that he's going to kick ass with. But 140-plus episodes, Kev. You and me have been whooping ass through COVID, through NFL seasons, through bad co-hosts, through good co-hosts, through good guests, through bad guests, through my lack of timing skills, through us yelling at each other over a stupid topic, through fake marriage proposals. We've, no, we've that was a real all, proposal. That was a real proposal. I know. Wait, I'm I, sorry. I, a marriage proposal? Did I miss something? That's that my favorite quarter intro video. Bro, what do you mean? What? Oh my God, Cruz! You need to go. That's a up. class. Man. Go back on our Instagram a little bit. But, buddy, it has been an honor and a pleasure doing the show with you for 140 episodes. Um, of course, I know you will come on for live streams when you can, and you will come on for Corner Booth. Uh, podcast and chills when you feel like it's fit it has been an absolute honor with you uh i can't think of a better person to do this ride with last uh four seasons and uh good luck this year with tailgate the quad thank you it's also been since i made my first appearance over 150 episodes i didn't want i didn't know what time you took over i was kind of aiming for when you replaced mark because he was a bum my first appearance was episode 24 Awesome. Wow. It might have been a little bit before that, but that's the first one I saw when I looked quickly. Yeah. I, I went back and looked quickly, and I got to, like, the hundred th- like the 30s. I was like, okay, so he's been here for at least 140 episodes. Good round number to aim for. Yeah, no, it was close. Yeah. So, a lot of history here. I, You know what? I, I didn't want to do this crazy, huge emotional goodbye, because one, you're not leaving Billy up. Two, you're not leaving the show completely. And three, like, we're still going to collab a ton. But I wanted to make like a nice little like thank you for putting up my bullshit for five fu- for four fucking seasons, um, and for uh, kind of helping me put together this amazing podcast and this great fan base we have. No problem. Thanks for bringing me on. Also, people might not know this. Jared's the reason I got into belly up. So thank you for that, bud. You're welcome. Uh, I'm happy I got to rope you into this three ring circus that Mike runs. Yeah. So it's been a fun ride and. See where we go from here. Oh, it's the next couple. I feel like the next couple months are going to be a fucking clusterfuck roller coaster mixed with fun. But I'm I'm all for it. Seriously. Uh, once I'm again, folks. Oh, oh, don't don't forget. I I got cut off between my my goodbye speech last week because I thought last week was your. Because I yelled week. at you, idiot! I told you Tuesday twice, <laughs> and you still thought it was Thursday. I was drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> I drink a lot. <laughs> What's your fucking excuse? Okay, so wait, do it should I let shall I let the intern and Pat go first and I'll go last or like I don't really care. I mean it's up to you. We, so, I, we can have the Frisbee boy go do his first. There you go. I feel like interns should be more special, so yeah, you go first, intern. Kevin. My compadre, my amigo. Truly, I'll be honest, man. Uh like and honestly this goes for everyone. Like, when I joined the podcast, like, I feel like I was treated like one of the guys, like, right off the bat. And, Kevin, I think I can thank you for that, like, uh, genuinely, like, immediately. Like, we just got to talking and joking and fucking with each other, like, right off the bat, arguing about whatever. I fucking love it, man. It's the best. I love arguing about random shit, and you're the best guy to do it with, and I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss doing it every day and miss goofing around with you all the time, but you'll still be around, and we love you. Kev, you're not on the podcast and chill, but podcast and chill. By the way, you're, you have to stay in that chat. Like it's, I'm putting the wall. Oh, I'm saying I was gonna stay in there anyway. Also, Samir, 
I'm gonna miss you every day. I'm gonna miss our arguments about the shift in Woba and X Woba. <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn. My Good times. There, boys. Patrick. Kevin. There's a lot of things I could say. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of things I'm not gonna say. But what I am gonna say is. One of your most recent tweets was that you said you could play in the MLS. That's absolutely false. You have no ability, <laughs> no athletic ability Pat, to play I'm in the MLS. I'm better at soccer than you. You, no, I doubt. As pressing X to doubt. Let's 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 take PKs. I'm better at, at soccer point. than you. Anyways, you, what you, you no, 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 you. Pat, You've been watching way too much Ted Lasso. Ever played? Say that one more time. What's the highest level of soccer you've ever played? Oh boys, we're going high school here. Uh. Like pickup games when I was in the service. Okay, I play at the highest level of Massachusetts club soccer. I'm better at soccer than you. Anyways, uh, Kevin, I don't <laughs> want to play in the MLS, and that's that's my statement. However, I do love your commentary. I do love having you as another Patriots fan on the show. And anytime I like house cat my way into this place or uh, straight cat my way into this place, you will be missed. But I don't know why I'm saying it like that because I'm I talk to you pretty much every day anyway so i'll miss you from the show love you buddy love you too that's the only time i'll say it too all right Cruz, you get 30 seconds all right well my mom said it hey. <laughs> that's not true she lasted 45 oh last shit mom's joke. <laughs> oh, oh man all right yeah what can i say about you man if it wasn't for you i wouldn't even be here right now on the podcast you uh you slid into my dms drunk uh, trying to trying to get some obnoxious Bama fan to be on a podcast. Uh, you guys took a chance on me. You be, you've become a really good friend of mine, and I really appreciate it. Um, I think you have a very bright future ahead of you. You're young. You're correct. You're charismatic. You're caring. You're funny. You're a hell of a good-looking guy too. Don't forget that. But at the end of the day, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you're doing. I think you're going to kill it on your on your new podcast. I can't wait to be a guest on yours. You're definitely going to be a guest on mine. At the end of the day, all of us love you, and we wish you nothing but the best. Love and you, I guess I know I'm a hell of a motivational speaker. It's not. It's, it's yes, not you are. Yeah, about ready to run through a brick wall. Can I get that as like an alarm for the morning? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just straight up motivational. Kev, you anything else to say before I send us off for the season? Uh, yeah, Jared, I know I kind of said it. Thanks for taking a chance at some idiot you played Xbox with. Don't forget our drunken emotional talks to help ourselves feel better about ourselves, buddy. True. Uh, Pat, thank you for hopping on to the live stream and becoming part of this podcast. Samir, thanks for being... And I've had a lot of interns, Samir. Thank you for being the best intern I've ever had. Yo, Phil Clinton, chill. Thank you. <laughs> wow. And Cruz... Thank you for answering my DMs and not being weirded out by some dude DMing you at one in the morning. You wouldn't be the first. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> You're only the first I responded to. Well, I appreciate so it. I, I feel special about that. I'm going to carry that with me till the day I die, and it's going to bring tears to my face every time I think about it. Yeah, I'm, I have a thing for dark-haired people, so you're welcome. Nice. <laughs> no blondes. Well, I was about to do some, like, Ric Flair chant saying that Kevin's a whiskey slamming, mustache rocking, bam rooting, mm. angry spitting, mm. well-dressed, cowboy-wearing son of a bitch. I guess that's pretty accurate. But, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up one 
fucking incredible season for season five. We will be back in two weeks, kicking off a rip shit NFL preview. JD will be back, of course. Our newest intern. I don't even know, Kevin. You know when the hell they're starting? By the way, our newest intern. I I I, I feel like it's somewhere between now and like end of September. I've um, not interviewed a single person, so I have no idea. Yeah, fair enough. Ooh, God yes. bless whatever whatever poor soul you send me in Samir and JD's way. Um, lots of guests coming up. We're of course Kendrick coming back. My boy Mike is coming back. Mike Neal's coming back. Cruz, Kevin, Pat, Mike Brown, possibly. We even have more. But season six can be a hell of a time. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for sticking with us for a whole new season. Live stream, of course, will be Thursday. Live stream has no seasons. Live stream is just us blowing off steam on a Thursday. Kevin yeah, might be a might make a guest appearance. Cruz might make an appearance. I don't know. He just comes with and goes when he pleases. But me and Samir, we're going buck wild, baby. Me, no Samir, rules. and Pat, and JD wild. will be there. So it's going to be a fun time. I might be running it. So uh, get ready for the train wreck. <laughs> I'll be spinning my Frisbee, baby. I will be go. spinning this Frisbee. But for one last time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Jared Clem, alongside my intern, Samir Singh, the marketing wizard, Pat Donahue, the amazing guest, Mr. Cruz Oxenrider. Who is cracking me up on Skype? His name is Nicholas Oxenrider, which cracks me the fuck up every time. And that amazing man who got this podcast off the ground with me because Mark was driving it straight back into it, Mr. Kevin of the Tailgate in the Quad Pod. We wish you a happy week. We'll see you Thursday, and peace out. Deuce. Take care, baby. Bye. Take care. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network. What's up, guys? It's Jared from the Corner Booth. Do you like living balls out? Oh boy, do I have a spot for you. Over 200,000 customers happily agree Ballsy is the best place for men's grooming products for your man area. Free of BS chemicals like paraben and sulfate, Made right here in the U.S. of A. Go to Ballsy.com. Use promo code BELLYUPSPORTS, all capitals. Ballsy is an official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast and Belly Up Sports.